0: Rose up from their torment of being made fun of. Four nerds stood. They chose the path of perpetual reviewing. In their ravenous love, they found no peace, no reprieve. Not even the plague that swept the land could stop them from talking about their favorite nerd subjects. Those who listened and heard their reviews called them the Fake Nerd Podcast. I don't know if you guys can hear that, but I'm trying to play the Doom. We can hear it. We We heard heard it. it? Awesome, awesome. So hey guys, welcome to episode number 186 of the Fake Nerd Podcast. I am Bed Magnet, and yes, I have been playing Doom Eternal, because I finally got it, and I've been blowing up demons and saying I'm straight back to hell. Aren't you in hell? No, you're on Earth this time. You were in Hell in the first game. You're on Earth. Oh, that's true. No, you're right.
1: Hell is on Earth now. Really? What's the difference, honestly?
0: Uh, what? Wow. Wow. Uh,
2: yeah, at, at this point. I thought I- you were making, like, a, a reference <laughs> to Ben still working, being in Hell.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I just think when you go back to Hell or something, I don't know.
0: Uh, 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 Well, uh, I don't know. Anyways, I'm joined by Brandon T. McClure. Hi. Sparks Witty. I swear I've been doing this for weeks. I should be able to get this. I'm and, of smart. course... No, you're not. You're, you're right near the opis. You of
4: a... stop moving.
0: <laughs> it's me. How's, Hi, how's it going, you guys? Besides the fact that we're but this is our
1: third week in a row. We're still in quarantine. Oh my gosh. Feels longer. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of though, I want I'll do this now. I have a quick plug. Oh. Um my uh, wonderful girlfriend has an oh. Etsy store crafted by Z. I'll link it below because she's making masks. Oh. So she is making custom masks oh, for, cool. for if you want, mm-hmm. if, you, if you guys want them because you know we're all dying.
3: Yeah. Not that mask though, because he's worn it. <laughs>
1: Not this one, no. Um, also, that has the Enterprise on it, so I assume that's branded. My, my Star Trek one. Yeah, she made one for herself. She's making some for her Etsy shop. So uh, if audience, if you guys want some masks, can't find them at the at the various stores. Don't want to go to a store because I went out. What I went out a couple days ago and I felt gross afterwards, and that's never happened before. This sucks, <laughs> um, but uh, you can uh, you can you can email her from her Etsy store or on Instagram. Uh, get these guys. I'll link that below uh, if you guys are interested. The cool stuff. Very cool. Very cool. Right, oh. Oreo.
3: Oh, Oreo. Oh, there's uh, Oreo. I love video podcasts.
1: We do live podcasts. Cat where you get my cat. It's the
3: butthole cut. It's the butthole cut. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Do live podcast, you get my cat. Mm-hmm.
3: We got animals uh,
1: everywhere. Uh, yeah, so I just wanted to real quickly say that because, you know, this is horrible.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, true. I also have another quick plug as well. All of uh, So this I week. I are plugs and gags.
1: Oh, God <laughs> <damn> it, Ryan.
0: <laughs> so this week I was on my friend Inga Draper's podcast, Adults Talking Anime Plus. So for about an hour, she and I just... Talked about anime. We talked about video games, and that episode is going to go up on on her thing about sometime this week. So if you want to listen to me talk about anime for about an hour, go ahead and subscribe to Adults Talking Anime Plus, and you'll be able to listen to me this time this week. Sometime this
1: week. Awesome. I love it. That's awesome, dude. I didn't yeah. know about that.
0: Yeah, it was. It was. We were talking about doing it for a while. She actually went back home to the East Coast after the whole coronavirus uh, thing happened. We were talking then this week she was like, "Hey, let's finally sit down and record." So we were able to record, which is great. That's cool.
3: Yeah. Was it was it like this thing too, StreamYard?
0: Uh no, it wasn't StreamYard. It was through a different program. We did audio oh, you... only, no video. Oh, it was audio? Okay,
3: yeah. That's
1: awesome. Yeah. All right. All right, cool. Uh yeah. who wants to go first? I'm going to spin the wheel.
3: Tell me when to stop. Tell me when to stop. Okay, stop.
0: Ben. Ben. Oh. <laughs> okay, uh besides adults talking anime this week, I've been going back and forth between three video games. Overwatch, Doom, and Dark Souls 3. Because I finally started Dark Souls 3 last, last week. I was playing with my younger brother. And, of course, I've been trying to play Overwatch with Sam and Ryan whenever we could. Who? I think we, uh, uh, no, yeah, uh, Ryan and Sparks. <laughs>
4: no, Sam could <laughs> It's, in it's right there. there. I know. <laughs>
0: uh yeah, and uh, j- just I'm going to keep this a little vague on purpose uh, for the audience, but um, I did have a, a personal tragedy in my family this week, which isn't fun. Uh, I mean, everything's everything's okay. We're going to get through this. Um, but besides that, I've just been playing video games and things have been going normal. Just sitting here at home, going through my stuff or trying to... Um... oh oh, one thing we did I did finish was uh, Tiger King. On Netflix. Oh, yeah. We still had to do that.
1: That is a. Bu- Brandon. That, that okay, show... In my defense, we've been going through Star Trek D Space Nine and it's getting really good. That's okay.
3: Yeah, okay. but that bitch, Carol Baskin. That,
1: that bitch, Carol Baskin.
2: Brandon, Megan, and I did Tiger King in one night. Uh,
1: I'm sure we will too. We're almost done with D Space Nine. We're like four episodes away from the <laughs> ending. All right. But uh, guys, that show
0: was bonkers with a capital B. Oh, my freaking God. I think I said this last week when I started, but no one is a saint in that show. I think the there are only two people in that entire show who are truly innocent, and it's not the guys who made the show.
2: Uh, oh no, <laughs> I think there's I think there's three that are pretty good, but I, I get what you're saying.
0: Yeah, yeah, like three people possibly who are like <laughs> truly innocent, who truly I cannot fault them for anything. But other than that, everyone's a jerk. Everyone's mean. Everyone's evil. Just like it's just a, it's a show of people. Of, essentially grand theft auto oklahoma as the memes have been saying
3: (laughs) yeah kind of (laughs) yeah
0: yeah uh let's see so besides tiger king i got neon genesis evangelion queued up i am gonna watch it ryan
3: and that's not something you can say oh i'm gonna watch it next week that's not queued up ben i I didn't do it Ben. i have five million things i'm gonna watch next week does that sound cool too huh Huh? oh yeah in a way yeah I'm just saying, Ben, you, it doesn't make sense to say that. Just watch no, the show. I'm sh- good.
0: I'm going to watch the damn show. I'm watching it tonight.
3: Okay, good. Just don't um, tell me you're going to watch it. That's not
1: news. Ben, <laughs> yeah. um, how was your rewatch of the Rise of Skywalker? Uh, no, <laughs> oh, no I sorry, I didn't mean uh, to say it that way.
0: I was no, just wondering. No, 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 no. Fanny got it. I mean, I'm glad I have it because it complete I have the entirety of the Star Wars films collected. Yeah. Uh yeah, right. Yeah. Like, I have
1: to no 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 uh yeah she posted it, it on Instagram I wanted to know how you, what you felt of it I'm no, genuinely no, I, curious genuinely I def,
0: like I'm trying to remember the first time I saw it I did not see the flaws <laughs> obviously the first time I saw it I'm like okay there are a few flaws but the more times I see it I just know it's a whole bunch more flaws.
1: No, that's not what you want when you rewatch a movie. Generally, no. whenever I I was talking about this, how like if you rewatch a movie and you like the movie, especially mm-hmm. like the flaws start to smooth over and you forgive them a lot more and you even start to like forget them a lot of the time. Uh, you don't want it to go the other way where the flaws start to like kind of get highlighted.
0: Yeah, they get
1: cemented. I, <clears throat> yeah, I, I still
0: most part enjoy the movie, but it's definitely not my favorite. I'm talking every time I watch it, I still think about back, back how. Um, how much Last Jedi is just such a a beautiful film, and then I'm watching La- Rise of Skywalker. I'm like, oh yeah, that's the choice they made. Someone...
3: Was it was Go it ahead. this week that I sent you guys? Because time is a, is is a flux. That I sent you like the behind the scenes of what some of the stuff was going to be. Was that this week or last week?
1: I think it was last week with the baby week. head.
3: Yeah, so um yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah so so in the behind the scenes stuff, like in like the art books and stuff, when at the beginning when Kylo Ren is on mm-hmm. Mustafar, which I don't tell you, no, Kylo yeah. Ren was, was going to go see basically an anti-Yoda. He's basically like an evil force being to get information about Palpatine. And it was like this like evil spider living on a giant dead head. Did Ooh.
2: you watch Mr. Sunday's animated uh Recreation? No, I didn't They put that thing it's in
3: Okay, I'll have to watch that then. Awesome. That,
1: that, that uh, animated thing's really cool. I liked it cool. a lot.
3: Alright. Um, yeah. yeah, there was a bunch of behind-the-scenes stuff, and I'm like, well, how could have been? Someone, yeah.
1: someone posted on Twitter, is was like, I want to do a rewatch of just The Phantom Menace and The Rise of Skywalker, and I want to know, do they even feel like the same franchise? No! It's amazing! That, that contrast, like, thinking about it, the contrast between The Phantom Menace and The Rise of Skywalker is... Mind-boggling. Oh, totally is.
3: Those aren't just different sagas, those are different types of movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Phantom Menace is kind of like slow and dull. And and
2: you really, you really Gen- need four to be the bridge between those two. And yeah. Red Skywalker is
3: stuffed with stuff.
2: Like the yeah. prequels connect to the originals, <laughs> and the originals connect and to the
3: sequels, but the sequels and the prequels do not echo <laughs> <go> together. <laughs> oh man, somebody <laughs> online was making a hello, uh G.S. Gaming Perspective. Thanks for topping in. Uh somebody online was like. Hello. That's I- Justin. Hi Justin. I don't know if they were being real Justin! or not. Hey Justin. <laughs> we played Overwatch with him, did we? Yes. Yes, we did. He tried to talk to us and it didn't work. Um <laughs> they were talking about how like the how the the Skywalker saga, like she needs to include Shmi Skywalker because she's she's there from the beginning to the end. I'm like, when is she ever referenced at all in the new movies? Ever once. You can't do that. You can't say it's poetic in it rhymes. You're not George Lucas, JJ Abrams. Just saying.
0: <laughs> anyway, let's move off of that. Fun yeah, topic. yeah, Let's move up. Besides that, <laughs> <laughs> anything
1: else? Anything no. else? No, nothing else.
0: No. Nothing.
1: Nothing. I'll, uh, I've got, I've got a small week, so I'll go next. Um, I did, I did get to play some video games. We did a kind of a trial run of like, uh, you know, we, you know, you guys have seen my apartment at the studio. There's one TV, and we're quarantined, so I decided to be like, uh, okay. Would Zara be okay if I played a video game? And she was, like, right there. So I, I decided to test it with Batman Arkham Knight. That game is still a lot of fun. I really enjoy that game. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, it looks like I can get some video game time, which is which is nice. Good. So yeah. I'll, I'll think about it, Sparks. I, I see that face.
2: <laughs> I'm just saying it's a way for us to engage. That's why we've been doing it so
3: much. Hey, I, agree. I agree. Star Wars Battlefront 2 is real cheap and nice and a lot of good content. I mean, I have Star Wars I- Battlefront 2 yeah we've been oh! talking about doing <laughs> Two, not just overwatch
1: so hey you know yeah. what battlefront 2 i'll do it overwatch i gotta buy and i'm kind of curious uh, battlefront 2 now no, you- <laughs> i'll buy it for you <laughs> don't do that yeah I will. like ryan didn't you and i for a hot second play dark souls this
3: week we played it for like less than an hour because like we started because you you unfortunately worked late so we started at two thirty in the morning yeah and by that point i was already tired but i we got a little bit in yeah we got a little bit yeah Oh, yeah, I mean, uh, good. Hey, good thing. I mean, it's it's. Tell me, to, tell me how you feel about Dark Souls. Go into it a little bit more because these guys oh, have played God. Jedi Fallen Order. Um, I know you know a little bit Dark Souls, but like, go into it like how it's different, how it's the same. Like, what's what you like about oh, it? Oh God, so I I'm loving
0: Dark Souls. I I think the reason, one of the reasons why I'm loving it is my brother. Because my brother bought me the game years ago, and he wanted to play it with me co-op because I didn't know there was a co-op mechanic in it. So the both both of us like every time like he hasn't played the game in like four years since it came out in 2016. So we're, I'm going through it blind. He's kind of going through it like, um, oh, I kind of remember there's something over here, but I don't know. And we've been, like, jumping back and forth. Like, when we beat a boss and we – um, like, when we beat a boss and we figure out a great way to beat it, we go back to the other's game file and we play and we just, like – we just knock it out easy. More so, souls. Uh, Dark Souls, I have to say – the combat is like, there's different styles of combat you could have. Like I'm a am a knight. I like, uh, um, just like effing people up with my sword and my great swords, but you could be a magician. You could be a barbarian. You could be a thief. You could be all sorts of different things. And I, I could definitely see how, um, respawn entertainment took a lot of elements from dark souls into not, uh, not just the basic ones, but the combat as well. Like the
3: comp, like, um, do you, is the combat? Do you feel the combat's a lot tighter in Dark Souls than it was. Jedi I, would, Fallen? I
0: definitely feel it's a lot tighter in Dark Souls because you can feel. You can feel. Hey, how's it going, just a Uh You can feel like when I have a, a great swords equipped, I could feel the weight and how heavy it is. There, I have a great sword build and a broadsword build, and the broadsword's a lot quicker. Whereas Jedi Fallen Order, you're just constantly moving the same speed. Whereas when you're in Dark Souls, you have a weapon for crowd control with crowd controlling enemies or or other monsters who are out there to murder you. And then it's like, okay, I can use this weapon that's good for crowd control. I can have this weapon for slower bosses. I have this weapon for um, quick bosses. Whereas Jedi, it's just like, good luck. You got one speed and they're one speed. And they're multiple speeds. Have fun
3: the one thing i wish in jedi fallen order is um i wish that the because you you have one lightsaber and then you get the double and then you eventually get two but Mm -hmm. i really wish that every style felt distinct and had their own separate like really felt different even though the double does i don't think there's a there's not a lot of depth there the double
1: double lightsaber doesn't play very well i don't think
3: it's just for crowd control but not in like a fun way it's just to like oh here's a bunch of minor enemies to get rid of yeah Um, whereas
1: and Dark Souls, if I had a
0: great sword, like a really big great sword, and the range is um, – and the bigger the weapon, the bigger the range. And for Fallen Order, having a double lightsaber, yeah, it was cool to be a Darth Maul, but it, it was technically weaker. Whereas yep. this one, where you just have a bigger sword, swing, three enemies go down. And it's mm-hmm. like, okay, cool, I have room to move. I have room to Estes and heal. Whereas in uh, Jedi Fallen Order, it's like you get room of five enemies, but then you have another enemies just like they just get right back up and they mess you up
3: let me tell you why my favorite dark souls game is bloodboard then because um because it has transforming weapons mm-hmm. so you have a small axe that turns into a great axe or you have a sword and you have a gravestone like a like a like a gravestone from a, a cemetery on your back you stick the sword into the gravestone and it becomes a hammer
0: yeah, so, uh, so Ryan, my brother wants me to play Bloodborne next.
3: I would absolutely join you guys all the way through for Bloodborne. That is one of my favorite games <laughs> of all time. Uh, this is the cutest thing happening on TV. I know okay. it is.
0: Look, look Oreo's I'm, looking. For I'm his face. Sorry,
1: <laughs>
3: he won't. He won't go away. Just, listen, he wants to be affectionate on, on live TV. It's cool. I love you, yeah. buddy. Bro. Um
0: but yeah dark, anyway, and also yeah. one thing i love about dark souls a whole lot more than fallen order is that when i go exploring and trying to find things it actually pays off in ways that here's a new weapon you could buff it up to max here are things to find and improve your weapons it's not just all cosmetic bullshit yeah like,
1: like yeah, that's oh, what we said in the review of yeah that i fallen think we, order, that the,
0: yeah we, I, that the collectibles we that. weren't
1: really worth it
0: now whereas in dark souls 3 they most certainly are worth
3: it i'm definitely i'm glad you're loving it it makes me happy I,
0: i love it's really hard for me to switch between dark souls 3 and doom eternal because i have been waiting to play doom eternal for the longest time and now that i finally have it i'm like if eh, the dark souls is so much fun why have i been missing out yeah and, and now next- you go back
3: to two and one it's gonna be good yeah
0: and then of course ne- and of course next friday final fantasy 7 is gonna come out and i'm probably gonna just lock myself in my room and not come out at all until that
1: game's done
2: that's all everyone else is doing
1: yeah <laughs> you're not wrong you're not wrong Anyway, I like got one more thing to say before I before I pass it off to Sparks or, or Ryan. Uh, I've, I caught up. I'm trying to catch up on all my comics while we're in quarantine because it's, it's cat. Um, <laughs> 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 um, so I caught up on the Green Lantern. That's the only one I, I was able to get to this week. I caught up on the Green Lantern. That's Grant Morrison's new book. Um, that included the the last two issues of. The Black Stars Green Lantern uh, connecting series and then the first two issues of Green Lantern uh, season two. That book's wild. Uh, Grant Morrison is such a good Green Lantern writer. It's a shame he hasn't been doing this for longer or he did it before. Uh, He clearly loves Hal Jordan and and understands kind of like what the Green Lantern's role should have always been in the DC universe. Not necessarily superheroes, although don't get me wrong. Love Jeff Johns is what got me into comic books, his run. But this kind of like beat cop Green Lantern run is very fascinating and really in such a refreshing, different take.
3: That sounds cool to me. Like, it's more instead of it being like grand cosmic, it's more like he's just like a regular cop in yeah, a way. Yeah, but like yeah, he's like a cosmic beat cop. That's interesting to me. Okay.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a really cool book, and and along the way, there's there's I don't know how much you guys know about this or how much I've said. There's a Green Lantern that's a volcano.
3: You well, know- I mean, we read a comic today where the Green Lantern oh, yeah. wasn't. A- so like, it, nothing. Well, okay, me. but
1: here's the thing. It's like, we, there's Mogo, who's a yeah. planet Green Lantern. There's a fly Green Lantern, but this Green Lantern ha- it ha- has a humanoid body, but his head is a constantly erupting volcano.
3: Krakatoa! That yeah, his, I, was, I
1: was just about to say that. Yeah, right. that he, and his, so his face, his face is the plume of the volcano that's erupting, and so that's his oh. face, and he talks to that. It's really weird and cool. Right. I like it.
0: Does he, does at one point, does he say, I lava you? No. Damn it.
1: But it's, it's a wild, it's a wild book. I really enjoy it. It's a, it, I love what, reading Grant Morrison's kind of like weirdness and some of the stuff from multiversity is come, is kind of seeping in, mm. which is interesting to me because I like multiversity. So, Same. uh, recommend, uh, there's no new issues coming out for a while. So, you know, yeah. you can catch up now.
3: <laughs> if it shows up on that DC, uh, universe app, I'll definitely give it a shot. No, yeah, you should. I think they're definitely, like they're, they're very behind on modern comics. Cause I, I was checking for the book club this week. Um, uh, Marvel Unlimited is definitely better about getting books that are somewhat coming out like Marvel is six months in the past mm-hmm. DC is like, like a year or, or two because like they, they have... said when they, they first have... launched it any of scott snyder's justice league on that's there. not true it's on there no just the four issues of no justice no it's on there i had to really dig and i found it. how i looked for it i looked up in scott I, snyder i understand
2: i i found it i did find it because i read it on the dc universe app they that, have they have 14 issues of scott Snyder's okay
3: game. i take that back the app is just really shitty about letting you find things when you <laughs> that, try really hard that i agree <laughs> I typed in every creative team that was on there i typed in justice League. i went through the archives and i couldn't find it that that's i agree oh, but wow. it is there okay then i then i take it back
1: Next week, I'll have more to report. I'll probably have got caught up with a lot more, but that's all I got for now. Maybe some gaming. Maybe. Sparks, Ryan, which one do
3: you want to go? You go, because I feel like most of the stuff I did was with you.
0: (laughs) I'm pretty sure most of the stuff you did was with him because you live together and you can't leave the house. Yeah, that's
3: true. true. We still do some things separately. I mean, I stay up until I have gone to sleep every single day this week when the sun was up. Uh, and they're in bed. So, I mean, there's still stuff I do on my own. I do yeah. what
2: he's doing, but she won't let me.
3: Um, <laughs> uh,
2: so, we watched one more episode of Westworld. Yes. Right after, right right after, after the podcast.
3: Right. Uh, Wild. That show, uh, uh, yeah, man. I love that show more and more every time I see it. Yeah, The characters are great. Uh, uh, spoilers for this season. It takes place in the real world. It's not in Westworld anymore. Um, and seeing what like the world's like and how just people are beat down and how it's very easy to see how a human being can join the robot revolution is <laughs> I think I think you'd
2: like this show Brandon I think I'm sure I would it, you'd really really like it um uh so we watched that on my then, list I then subsequently wrote a paper about Westworld for school oh uh, as far as school stuff goes I also watched uh, Spike Lee's do the right thing and I worked oh. on an assignment related to that as well cool which was nice because I forgot that that was introducing Rosie Perez. Yeah, it's a big movie. That was her big oh. debut. I didn't. I forgot all, that that was the case until it came up in the opening.
3: Um, That's Renee Montoya in the Harley Quinn movie. Yes, if you guys exactly. don't know
2: the the Kick Ass Birds of Prey film um, that we're probably gonna watch again soon. Uh, I have been constantly rotating through many video games. Um, Sonic Generations that I'm replaying. Doom, the 2016 one. Nice. So I can get to Doom Eternal. Nice. Ukulele, because I didn't finish it and I feel like I should. Uh, and Mario Party with Megan. We've been unlocking things that we never unlocked. I helped them oh, unlock something. You oh. did, because we can't do rhythm, apparently. <laughs> uh, so that's been just a constant stream of things. Um, I think the biggest, my I did catch up on a few more CW shows. We watched all of Tiger King, which I brought up. I did want to bring up because the transgender celebration day was this week and not enough people are bringing it up. Oh yes. Uh, oh. Staff who's in that series. They never once, uh, focus on the fact that that's, that's the name that they prefer that his pronouns are him and he, and he's transgender. Yes. Oh. They do not like make that clear in the series. Uh, and that came out on trend on the transgender day that like, Hey, we need to bring more attention to the fact that staff identifies as he, him, and is, in fact, transgender. And they're oh. they're misidentifying
3: oh. him the entire show. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah.
2: yeah, That was something. Wow. Um, uh, I finished Keep Your Hands Off Aizuken. Uh, that is an awesome anime. It's only 12 episodes. So, and that's the season. And there might be another season. Uh, it's too early to tell. But you would be plenty happy just seeing those 12 episodes. And it's such a unique ex- unique take in animation that it's a it's a fun show to just pass your time on so real, something you real need quick, to jump about? into so it's these three high school girls who want to make anime that's right that's right and true. they start a club but they can't make an anime club because an anime club exists. So they start a film club, but they still try to warrant that they can make anime for the film club. Cool. And it's kind of a process of how they come up with anime that represents their town's identity. And it's, it's actually really cool. The, the transitions to both the animation that they create themselves and the animation that they imagine in their heads as they're putting blueprints together and things is really cool.
4: cool. Um,
2: Not something you need to like rush to, but Put it on a list. Pick it up someday. It's a nice 12, especially in quarantine, I hear anime is a really nice uplifting thing to watch. Oh, uplifting. No, actually. no, I'm talking like there's a lot of things like keep your hands off Isaac yeah. and that's like, oh yeah, anime, get me pumped. Not like, oh man, I just want to cry. Yeah, <laughs> I made the thing <laughs> <laughs> that. Um, uh, but the biggest one I think is uh, you and I started and caught up on Motherland Fort Salem.
3: That show is super cool, you guys. I
2: cannot believe that
3: show is on Freeform.
2: That show is horny as hell. <laughs> that show features prominent
3: lesbians banging. It's an almost all female cast. There's there's an episode where the male witches and the female witches have to get together and just bang. That's the goal of the, that is the goal of the, the, the goal. ritual. It's to make more mutants, you guys. <laughs> wow, it's it's super cool. Like it's I'm it so happy to hear that.
1: Because yeah, when we first saw the trailer, like it looked really cool, but it could be one of those things where like the trailer looked good, but the like like the rest of the series wasn't good. So yeah. happy to see here it's, it's so good.
2: So militaristic. And it's so weird to see a show of all females doing military. It's I, I said, but it's yeah, great. It's, but it's great.
3: It's Harry Potter meets full metal jacket, but everyone's fucking. <laughs> That's the show. And it's all girls. And it's all girls. And again, like I, every time something weird happened, we're like, oh my God, Disney made this. Like, I can't believe Disney made the show. Like yeah. it's crazy to me. Yeah. And for like every once in a while, weird character
2: beat that I don't necessarily agree with the overall concept yeah. and plot is
3: really good. Um, it has some like young adult trappings. It's like a free form show, yeah, yeah. but like the the ideas are so bold and unique and inventive. Like I just can't believe that the show like really exists. Like the, really. the sound design is nuts because like everything that the witches do, everything
2: related to their powers is related to, the, oh. to them channeling their voice and the way that they do like different variations and, like, harmonizing. on their voice for harmonizing and creating these different sounds that you've never heard a human voice make. Really good, it's super interesting. Yeah, I oh, yeah. really, really like it. Uh, no, one's, recommend no everyone, one's talking about it, everyone should be seeing it. Uh, I wish more people were. Um, I want to talk about my the
3: favorite, my honestly, maybe my favorite thing of the week though that we watched last night. Uh, okay, but hold on real
2: quick. No, yeah, yeah, because I, I, I'm catching up slowly. Uh, I did watch the first three episodes now of Castlevania season two, so I'm making my way back up to nice. Castlevania. Uh, which is good. I'm enjoying it. I I have now finished season seven of The Office, which means Steve Carell's no longer on the show where I'm at, so that's that's. But you met Robert to. California. I have met Robert California. He's the uh, James Spader, yeah, he's the mm-hmm. King. who I really like as an actor. Don't necessarily love this character. Uh, that's neither here nor there. Okay, so the big thing is that uh, I also watched Hellfest again. We watched Hellfest again last night. Really enjoy that
3: movie. Still, I think it's really cool. Yeah, it's got it's- a good ca- cast and it subverts tropes like no it's a solid slasher movie that that yeah like it every time you think someone something's going to happen it does the opposite you're like oh cool like you're not just a uh, traditional horror movie like it subverts the tropes like i said yeah
2: okay so we decided to follow up Hellfest by watching the first four episodes of
3: harley quinn last night and holy shit that show's awesome guys i'm i don't know how you feel i think this might be the funniest thing dc's ever made and i'm not joking I am not joking. Every single, every single person on that show is famous. Every single person on that show is famous. I have heard nothing but good things about it's, Harley Quinn. It's, I am, I am in it. made because I was talking to him, I was like, maybe I've been too harsh on Harley Quinn because I love the movie and I love the show, but I've ignored the last ten years of comic books because it's not what I wanted, quote unquote, what I wanted. But like. The character's been that way for 10 years. Who am I to say that's what I that's that's the way I should have it be, you know? So like I'm gonna start reading Harley Quinn comics because this show is a riot, you guys. It like Alan Tudyk's Joker is is so good. Uh damn electric car, Bruce. Uh, Clayface is like a theatrical British actor. Um oh, okay. Bane. It's the best Bane ever made, maybe, because it combines all the Banes, but he sounds like the Bane from Dark Knight Rises. Um one of the things that
1: I really enjoy about like what we see with the Margot Robbie Harley Quinn and Birds of Prey. And the, what I've seen of the TV series is that they, they aren't just taking from the new comics. They're not, they're not just the modern Harley. They are, they are incorporating the modern Harley as if she is a natural extension of the original Harley. And that's where I, that's where I prefer some of the adaptations over the comic book. Because uh, the comic book was just like, nope, classic Harley no more. New Harley this. Whereas the, whereas the show, what I've seen of the show and the movie has always been like, no, she was this and now she has become this. We saw the progression. That's kind of where I would prefer the adaptations of this Harley.
2: Well, the show, the show does make a whole point of like, you know, when in the first episode is her kind of leaving the Joker. And in doing so, Ivy is the person who helps her get to recognize that first off, she needs to get rid of the costume. Like the classic costume, yeah. because that identifies her as Joker's henchman. Yes. It doesn't identify her with her own identity, which makes me really like Harley's modern look a lot more. Yeah. Put into that perspective, because it's like Harley can't be classic Harley and also be her own identity separate from the Joker.
3: Yes. She
2: just can't. Yeah. She can't be both. And uh, and I really like the way the show handles it. And yeah, the, that's, what
1: I, that's what I was saying, that I think, the, I think the adaptations of this Harley Quinn have done a better job than the initial comics did. Sure. To kind yeah. of like drive that idea home that, that that this is her shedding the identity of her, of a Joker. Henson In the comics, it was more like
3: zero to sixty than yes. a slow progression. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um,
2: Poison Ivy is killing it. Uh, this is basically a Venture Brothers
3: level show. Yeah. Just with DC Comics characters, and it's really good. And like all of the villains are like are different interpretations of them. So like you still see Two Face, you still see Penguin, but like they're all famous people, and they're all just being stupid and silly. Uh, and like <laughs> Oswald Cobblepot has a has a uh, uh, bar mitzvah for his son that he invites all the villains to. So all the villains are sitting around like a kid's table drinking punch and stuff. And it's like, it's 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 bonkers, man. Like I'm I'm I just, just I just remembered how they get out of Arkham.
2: <laughs> remind me uh so this is so poison ivy is breaking everyone out of Arkham, oh, yes. and one of the guards is like how did you get plants in here and then riddler just comes runs up and he's like i had an origin shit out of seed <laughs> and, yeah <laughs> it's,
3: like, it's truly like joke after joke after joke um and it's like I'm just shocked how how consistently funny it is, while still being true to the characters in a way. Um, I, I'm just I'm very very impressed, and I, the show is already on its second season. It's already happening, um, and we are
2: going to be racing through it. For yeah, this next like,
3: week for I, sure. I, uh, uh, a, I I never thought I'd say I adore Harley Quinn. I it's 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 really great. No, every and not, from... and not just her but like poison ivy is so good on that show she's a, such a great friend like such a like a loving awesome person just like she just wants to see her friend happy and will do anything that she needs to to make it happen even kill people who cares no, that's, every a, clip... that's
1: a good interpretation of her, of a uh, poison ivy
3: yeah. yeah yeah every
1: clip from
0: the show that i've seen i've loved i've watched like i like rewatched the clip like the Uh, The Joker going to Bruce and be like, where's my goddamn electric car?" I was like, that's so freaking funny. And then early today I saw another clip of like the president saying that Gotham got hit by an earthquake. So no longer, it's no longer a part of the United States and and, and all the villains are watching on TV. They're all sad. Then Harley Quinn's like, fuck yeah, this is great. I'm like, like I I don't want to spoil it, but like so sad and she's just like, F all of y'all.
3: There's there's like a running gag of like Harley wants to do like she wants to become a supervillain and when she wants to have something done in her name. And the length that she goes for this very mundane thing is it's like it's like the sandwich thing in in the movie. It's like that kind of level, but in the animated form. I'm like, man, this show's got it. This show's really got it. it."
1: It's also so nice to see that DC tv is allowing itself to be funny again because justice league action was awesome and the yeah. fact that they canceled it's that is a good. damn Thank shame for
2: saying that Ooh. justice league action is so good justice league action is 100 like the family friendly version of the humor here
1: yeah, oh, no, okay, yeah. I, and i'm so happy to see that they're that they're letting something like this go forward because it's a shame what happened to justice league action
3: that it wasn't able to continue i agree and also this show is very very rated r oh hard hard R like the hardest of Rs and oh, like, I love it. Yeah. Um like, there's a joke with Bat- like there's a recurring joke where everyone thinks Batman fucks the bats. <laughs> and it's just like, man, this show's really going there. Oh my god. Um
1: yeah.
2: Um honestly the nothing prepared me for the interpretation of Gordon.
1: Gordon like, is like at his wits' end or something like that? Yes, Gordon yeah.
2: is at his wits' end. He's nuts. He's, he has been driven to near insanity by how messed up Gotham always is, and it's so good. The, the only thing I'll give you is that there's one sequence where he's just standing on the roof, flipping the bat signal on and off, and going on, off,
1: on, off, on, <laughs> it's, it's, I, 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 I Real yeah. quickly, I just want to say um for com I, I wanna kind of retract what I said about the comp of Harley Quinn. Uh Tom King and Tom Taylor write a great Harley Quinn.
3: Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. No, so, see, like now now that we're like in 2019, 2020, I think everyone's okay with Harley, but like I ignored a lot of that for a long time and I wonder I wonder if all that stuff is really good and I just allowed and I just ignored it.
2: This makes me really wanna read the the Harley and Ivy book that's been going on oh, okay, yeah. for the past few months. Because okay. so I been off
3: of Heroes in Crisis.
2: I don't know. I just know there's a Harley and Ivy book. Whether I think it's that's
1: a- the spin off of Heroes in Crisis where it, where it's Poison Ivy but now is like the plant Poison Ivy or whatever they're doing and with she that. She's connected the green. Yeah.
2: yeah.
3: Yeah. I'm a fan of that. Yeah,
2: I'm 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 actually really interested to read it now <laughs> cuz Harley and Ivy is such a good dynamic. I just want more of it. We got
3: a cat now.
1: Oh. <laughs> we got a cat. <laughs> uh Ryan,
3: did you have anything you wanted to add? I sure did. So I didn't Go for it. I didn't do a lot of different things, I did a lot of a couple things. So <laughs> I re I watched all of Castlevania season three in yeah one day yeah one day because I stayed up till like eight in the morning. Um, I like season three a whole lot. I, li- I think the ending is the best part. I do think season two is a better season overall. Because um, I think the more episodes you add, they stretch out the story a little bit more. And I think now with this 10 episodes, it's not, none of it was bad, but I definitely felt it wasn't as tight as season two was, which is still my favorite season. Um, well, that... I,
1: th- I think that Carmilla has yet to be proven to be a more uh, a more interesting villain than Dracula.
3: Yes, I agree. That being said, I think the finale and how everything sets up season four, where all the characters are, especially with Isaac and Hector. Those guys are the coolest characters on that show, man. like Especially um, Isaac uh the guy who's doing his journey across oh yeah planet. yeah that those guys being humans wanting to end the, the human race is so fascinating to me um and seeing them interact with human beings and being like oh maybe humans aren't so bad and then it turns out no humans are bad everything i should not have given you guys chances uh that stuff is uh, sublime i love it um so yeah Castlevania is really good do we know if season four is in production yes, or it's the sure. next Good. It
1: is cool. coming.
0: Yeah, yeah all cool. I know about all we know about season four is that it's for sure gonna happen.
1: That the beautiful thing about animated shows on Netflix is that by the time a season comes out, they're probably already two seasons ahead.
3: Yeah, it's probably yeah, it's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um so I also watched all of Neon Genesis Evangelion. And I also watched the two movies that came after that. So I spent like eleven hours just being sad, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, that show it, it might be my favorite anime of all time now that i've rewatched it um berserk was always my favorite um i love isaac the lovable sociopath yeah yeah justin you're right he is a he's a psychopath for sure lovable psychopath um um, neon genesis evangelion uh if you are listening to this for the first time um that is a mech show it is a pacific rim was inspired by it um but it deals with way tougher themes it deals with a bunch of teenagers dealing with trauma and grief while also having to save the world from these, um, inconquerable monsters that are called angels that just appear from the sky out of nowhere for no reason. And no one knows why they come, but actually maybe there is a reason and maybe humanity is totally involved. And maybe the show isn't about mechs at all. And by the end of the show, the mechs aren't even in the show anymore. And it's just about people dealing with shit, really sad shit. And the ending is, um, uh, horrible, uh, but like very controversial, uh, for the anime and then i watched the movie end of evangelion which is a retelling of the finale with more context and it's even worse it's even more sad it's 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 fucked <laughs> but i love it and it's so bold I put the
1: explicit tag on this one.
3: Oh yeah do it i have to <laughs> it, it, when i'm live i can't help it like this um that show is it's i can't believe how bold it was when it came out in the 90s like there i have not watched an anime since then that goes to the levels that it does um especially dealing with a bunch of 14 year olds and it is it is it is a japanimation like there is some really gross stuff with teenage girls and like that's some stuff that just comes with the territory but i do think in the context of this show it handles it really well because it's uh it's very psychological and sometimes sexuality comes with psychological um so you're i you're just making I, me want to rewatch Gurren logan logan's great but it is fundamentally not the same show <laughs> no, <laughs> I
1: know. oh my god the dog just stepped on the keyboard <laughs> Definitely picking up
2: off of what uh, Evangelion built. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah.
1: I I have been wanting to watch this show for years, and now it's on Netflix, I I really should. Uh, it's, had, after, I... it's on my list. is It's on my list after Tiger King.
0: That's it's fair. On, it's on my Evangelion. I've I once again, I'm so glad. Just i have still been so blind about Evangelion, and the only thing I don't I that I haven't been blind on is that how bopping Cruel Angel's Thesis is the theme song. Yes, for every I've had that damn song. It's on like the t- the first song on my anime YouTube uh, opening playlist. I freaking love that song.
2: That's great that Tiger King's on there and Neon Genesis Genesis Evangelion. Go to Hulu and watch Motherland this week. Seriously, just do it. There's only three episodes. There will be a fourth later in the week. Support and you that can just show. just Be caught up, and then we can just talk about it.
3: That's a show. So that's a show that needs support because I lit- am on Twitter. Nobody is talking about that show. Not a single person. It bums me out. All right. yeah i
1: might i might i might do that then
2: and it's in it yeah it's free and to... you and fanny and zara they'd like it too i think
1: yeah, yeah. okay oh,
0: okay so, I'll, let,
3: I'll let her know so I'll, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll let her know too i watched Target king with him i watched all of neon genesis i watched all of castlevania i started hunter hunter i thought it was called hunter x hunter but that's not an x that's a cross so it's hunter hunter that is a show almost like monster hunter it's about a kid whose dad is a world-renowned monster hunter and he wants to be just like his dad but his dad abandoned him and he's like, oh. My dad abandoned me because monster hunting is so cool, right? I'm gonna go look for my dad. Oh,
4: no. That's gonna end up great,
3: I bet. I'm sure it's gonna be great. Oh um, really
4: no! Charming, very,
3: yeah, it's a very charming show. Um, the animation is really slick. Uh, the characters—it's like it's like a, it's a—it's like, uh, a, a good anime. I hope it gets uh, a little more interesting as it goes along. I I typed in best animes ever, and a lot of people said Hunter Hunter. So uh, I'm gonna give it a shot. Um, what else did I watch?
1: Did you watch uh, Beastars yet? Not yet. Yeah. Ta- we
2: we've talked about it. Yeah. I've been my anime group that we did just did keep your hands off ice again, They've all watched B stars already. We didn't do that together, and they told me that I should watch it. So it's on it's on my list. Uh, oh, I, I,
0: where can where can I watch Keep Your Hands Off Ice again? Is that on Hulu or Verve? That we were watching on Crunchyroll. Gotcha. All right. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, no, Crunchyroll's library is on Verve, so I sh- that should be go. That should be.
2: Yeah, VRV. I
3: think so. I, you, I think you have access to it through Verve. Okay. Yeah. Um, I played a couple of video games. I'm still on my Animal Crossing kick. I played that once a day uh, for for about an hour or two, uh, you know, just doing my chores, slowly building my island up until it's super dope looking. Um, I played this really dope game called Superhot, and it's a game that I've wanted to play for many, many years. And the concept of Superhot is time moves when you move. It's a puzzle first-person shooter. So... So people are coming at you only when you move and bullets only move when you move. So it's a puzzle game where you have to avoid things and punch people, pick up the gun, shoot the gun, throw the gun. And um, it's really interesting and really tough. But what I found most interesting about it is, is that I didn't know there was a real story to it uh so you're doing you're doing the missions and uh after a while you uh it's like a cutscene of you talking to someone on a computer and it's like hey man this game is really cool blah 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 blah, blah. and after a while it kind of turns into the matrix where you start typing something and then it erases it and then the computer types something for you and you're like uh oh what's going on here uh and it's like you're trapped in a virtual reality world and there's levels where like you're trapped in a prison and it's saying die dog die while it's shooting you while you try to avoid it and i'm like oh what's going on here so it's a very it subverted what i thought the game was in a huge way um and it's wild it's like a super cool like hacker aesthetic type of game that's on X- xbox game pass uh so i'm really glad i started that it's a vr game and i really wanted to wait to play it on vr because it looks like the coolest vr game ever made um but i couldn't wait because i'm never gonna have vr uh so i played that i that is, that is a
1: twist worthy of hot to heartable boyfriend let me tell you
3: Oh, I know that
1: game. <laughs> oh, what about Doki Doki Literature Club?
3: That's also a sad one. <laughs> oh, that that one's
1: Ben, have I told you about Hot heart, Hot Boyfriend? No. That's a you pigeon know about, one, right? Do you
3: know it's about
1: Doki Doki? A, it's Literature a pigeon Club? it's a pigeon dating sim. Oh no, you have told me about this. And if you play it once, it's just a pigeon dating sim. You play it a second time, it's revealed that that everyone died from the avian flu and you're like the last human being in the in a post apocalyptic world.
0: Yep, you tell me. Yeah, you've know, heard of Donkey Doki Literature Club, right, Brandon?
1: No.
3: That one's also fucked.
0: <laughs> it's, it's also, uh, it starts off as a date. It also starts off as a date, Sim, and then uh, the second you do another playthrough, it's this um, meta horror video game where the main girl wants to kill you, but she also wants to kill, it's, it's messed up. It's 100% messed up. I cannot do it justice, but it's messed up. Those who know, know what I'm talking about.
2: Uh, Justin asked about B Stars. It's a anime that is on Netflix
3: right now. That's been described as sexy Zootopia. It's 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 mature, sexy Zootopia. It's literally about race animals dealing with racism, but they're also banging.
1: What more do you want, really?
4: It's, of course. <laughs> hey, 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 hey! All you right. see- shall
1: we? Shall we move on to a, uh, Ryan? Do you have anything more you okay. wanted to add? Okay.
3: I I read a bunch of comics on Marvel Unlimited trying to pick what I wanted my book club to be. I was feeling very nostalgic for my favorite time in Marvel Comics, which was around 2010 era, like 2005, 2010. Uh, And I did pick a book club from there. Uh, So that's it.
1: All right. Shall we get into our news then? Yes. Yes. All right. And here's your bread.
0: And your butter.
3: butter? Hey, okay. Not in my ear. Thank you.
1: Here's your bread and butter. Here's so here's and butter. We, uh, now I believe I have all the deaths that happened this week. Um, it's,
3: it's it was a lot.
1: So Julie Bennett passed away this week. She is most famous for Cindy Bear, she the girlfriend of Yogi Bear in the old Yogi Bear cartoons. Um, most of us would probably know her as Aunt May from the Spider-Man animated series. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, no, the '90s one. The '90s one, yes. Mm-hmm. She passed away the, to, uh, this week at the age of 88 due to complications from COVID-19. Oh, yeah.
4: So, um, cool. uh,
1: Juan, I mean, is it Jimenez? Juan Jimenez, who is a I comic so, book, yeah. who is a comic book artist, uh, famous comic book artist in uh, in Europe, and he d- he did a bunch of covers from Marvel for for a bit. He d- There's a really did... great Star Wars cover. Yeah, he did him.
3: the last uh, Darth Vader uh, issue for, I believe, Karen right run. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, he did a, great- a comic
3: called *The Metabarians*, which is one of the most famous European comics.
1: Yeah. Yes. Um, he passed away this week at the age of 76, at, uh, due to complications of, the, of COVID-19.
3: This dude was like, uh, no one is greater or above anyone on this list, but like, this dude's art is is next level good. Like yeah. this 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 one was bad. Yeah.
1: Um, I'm gonna say the, the, the rest that were from COVID-19. Um, Adam Schlesinger, uh, which you, ter- you you reminded me of uh, Ryan. Mm-hmm. Uh, producer of crazy ex-girlfriend uh, what was the band he did uh, I found Stacy's um he died this week at, at the age of 52 due to complications of covid 19 yeah man Yeah, I've
2: seen so many people because like related to crazy ex-girlfriend and other
3: things that well, thing it works you do on a lot
2: of projects that I know Tom that, Hanks has worked with him and it's like uh, yeah. it sucks Tom it Hanks sucks gave, a, gave a bit,
3: uh, did a big thing on Twitter about it because yeah. he helped he <laughs> made that thing you do incredible yeah, cool.
1: yeah. um Andrew Jack. Um, forgive me, I didn't write down what, what he's doing. Okay, he
3: was he was one of the generals, he was one of like the side generals in, in The Last Jedi and Force Awakens. Right. Um he also was a voice coach for Thor Ragnarok and a bunch of stuff. He was like a dialect coach, but he was also a side actor. And he was in right. Lord of the Rings. And he was in Lord of the Rings, too. Yeah.
2: yeah. If you saw a picture of him, you'd recognize him.
1: Right. Uh, he died this week at the age of seventy-six due to complications of COVID nineteen. Yeah. Um Bill Withers passed away this week. Uh, famous, famous songwriter. Did he? he didn't die of COVID nineteen, right? But no, he. he, he I believe it was heart
3: complications. Heart complications. It was a, yeah, um, same week. Yeah, uh,
1: famous, famous singer songwriter.
3: Uh, Ain't no sunshine away. when she's gone. Lean on me. Yeah. Great song. Oh, yeah.
1: He passed away this week at the age of eighty one. This one. This one's rough. Logan Williams, who fans. Who, uh,
2: go ahead. No, go ahead. I'll say it after.
1: Logan Williams, who. Um, Uh, people probably familiar with this show will know was the young Barry Allen, the 10 year old Barry Allen from, from at least the first season of the flash. Um, he has to weigh this, this week at the age of 16, um, cause unknown. They have not released the cause of death. Uh, that's, that sucks. Yeah, it does. 16 year old. Uh, his his mom posted how like, I can't hug my grandparents. I can't hug his grandparents right now because. You know, but, you know, my baby died. Like that, that's no, that's... no, no, oh, no. adult. The whole, have to... the whole
3: cast of The Flash, we're, we're talking about it, man. Yeah. You know, like, sweet kid, man.
1: Yeah. that's uh, That really sucks. That's a rough one. What did you want to add, Sparks?
2: Uh, today, it was announced that Lee Fierro passed away at 91 due to complications with COVID 19. She was the mom of the boy who gets eaten by the shark and slapped the sheriff in jaws. Oh, that, interesting. That so that actress passed away. Wow, That's her goodness. most iconic performance, but like she was in other things. Yeah. But she passed away today. Uh, today from at ninety one because of coronavirus.
1: No, I expect we'll be seeing a lot more of this in the coming. Unfortunately, weeks. yeah.
4: Yeah.
2: Uh, I, I feel like this I was the... like the coronavirus ones. Adam was the one that like really, yeah. really not going away. It was really sad because what was happening is Rachel Bloom, uh, from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, was talking about how she was pregnant and she was at the hospital to give birth at the same time that Adam was uh, just across the city Oof. being treated for coronavirus. And so she was, she knew that was happening and was doing that at the same time. They were like very close. And that was just oh, like, uh, what an awful time period to be having. Yeah. 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 That
1: really sucks.
0: Yeah. It feels like this is the first, this whole week once, um, cause we knew, unfortunately we knew probably people who are sick with coronavirus. were going to start, um, Dying, unfortunately. And it feels like this is the first week where it's like, I hope this isn't the first of many, but I feel like this week is like coronavirus took a lot of people. We, um, we well, certainly,
2: certainly on the like famous side. On the famous definitely. side, yes. Definitely. The numbers, but the numbers have just been going up.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, we have some more, as, of, as with the last couple, four weeks now, we've been talking about updates from coronavirus uh, in the entertainment industry. We have more updates today. Um, not all of it bad. Which is nice. Um, But uh, I'm going to get this one out of the way because this was the big one. So Comics Hub. I don't know how many of you are familiar with Comics Hub. Uh,
2: Current Comics, our local comic shop from Monterey, Brandon, they've been using Comics Hub for the past couple years.
1: Yeah. Um, They they are basically, uh, you buy a comic through them and the store gets the, the comic. So it's basically online shopping for comic book stores. It allows retailers to have kind of an online store.
2: Which is a um, nice idea,
1: yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they announced an initiative with comic book retail with comic book retailers uh, that they were going to do a digital first initiative. Um, this came out on Wednesday. We kind of heard rumblings of it on Tuesday. This came out on Wednesday that they were going to make it so that you can buy a digital copy of a comic book through your retailer, and when shipping starts up again through Diamond. That store will get a physical copy of that comic book for you, and you can pick it up from that store. That way the publisher gets paid, Diamond gets paid, everyone gets paid. Great idea. And you get your comic book. And people get their comic books. Uh, sounds like a really great idea. It did on Wednesday. It did on Wednesday. Two days later, however, they announced that it was going, that was not going through. And the primary reason, and I talked to my, um, uh, my local comic shop owner, uh, Cardiangelo, um, who's my former boss ryan's as well um the reason why it failed the biggest reason was that they did what basically what movie pass did which was say we're doing a thing and then and then telling people this is how it should be not going to the people first so the publishers weren't on board when this was announced image dc marvel they, they weren't a part of this diamond didn't want any part of it and you need all of them to say yes in order to make this work
3: yeah it's got to be a collaborative effort,
1: yeah. Yeah. Uh, this was just coming from the retailers, and so because of that, on Friday they announced that this was not going forward because they couldn't get anyone to to basically support this initiative. Man, that there was sucks. like
3: there was like a solid twelve hours where everyone was like, "Oh my god, are we going to be okay? Our go- is this going to be all right?" Yeah. No. <laughs> nope, it's not. And that
1: that that really sucks because this sounded like a really good idea.
3: Yeah. Um. In. in in terms of what you can do during this pandemic, this was the best option. You get your book digitally, and then when you can, you do get your book physically. That yeah, seems right. like a no-brainer. Uh, the fact that <laughs> comic Cubs was, like, pushing it, and everyone's like, well, hold, slow down. Let's talk about it first. Mm-hmm. Is, like, it seems kind of like a problem. It seems like yeah. they should have been a little more, uh, I don't know, like, nice in their approach, or at least, like, don't just say, we're doing it. Maybe well, so that's, that's what I it.
1: always... That's why... That's the same thing I always say them the the biggest reason why i believe that movie pass failed was because they lowered the price and then expected everyone to play ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead of going to the people and being instead of going to theaters and studios and being like how how would you guys like us best to approach this sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, and then coming up with a with an initiative that helps everyone that everyone signs off on. And it feels like comics hub did that. They they were just like this is what we're doing. We're doing this like this to save everybody. This is a great idea. And it is a great idea. But no, nope, but every but publishers were
3: kind of blindsided by it. Yeah, and so that just, you
1: need them on, on board.
3: Um, man, I wonder if I wonder if this is something that could still go through. Like, I think so. Like, like we let's let's do this like round two. Let's try it again in, in a better approach. Uh, because like we got the comic industry has to figure something out soon. I because yeah. the news from this week from Marvel specifically like it's worrying. It's really worrying. Yeah,
2: I I think that everyone is still on like a. High company level, uh, everyone is still kind of holding their breath, hoping that this isn't going to go as long as everyone's worst expectations are saying They shouldn't is. think like that, and because that they're, but they are, <laughs> and because they're holding back those reservations. Like h- look how long it took for Disney to declare we're furloughing cast members. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. past April nineteenth, that took so long for them to come to that decision to agree. You know, even if everything opened back up April twentieth, Disneyland couldn't. Yeah. And, and like that, just took a long time for them to to agree on. And I think that's a big part of it. Is they're all still just kind of holding their
3: breath, being like, "Can we? Can we?" The problem we is, pull yeah. out of it. <laughs> People are assuming the that the best outcome when they really should be assuming the worst outcome. They need to prepare for when something actually does go bad because that's how we end up in this situation. Exactly. Well, what, what for the best, prepare for the worst. That's exactly yeah.
0: what I was going to say. Yeah, my yeah. mom would say that to me all the time. Just hope for the best, but expect the worst. Yeah. Yeah, because
2: like the, the worst outcomes are expecting. That there's a, a realistic chance that the United States has to stay more or less shut down till at least August, and that's that's worst outcome, very likely, and we need to be prepared for that. Yeah. Everybody should be preparing for that, but we're we on a whole as a country, but spe- especially with these entertainment companies, we're not doing that yet. Yeah. yeah.
1: And so the 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 thing that I feel like would have really helped this sort of thing, and I do think I do, Ryan, I do think that if you wanted to take two this you could it's not too late um it is too late for next week yeah uh but in two weeks maybe come back and be like hey now this is the only way this is the best way that everybody wins including diamond who a lot of people don't want to win i don't want them to win, <laughs> but I, I want stores this like helps everyone Madness.
0: i want stores like earth 2 to win i want all well, of but so the thing is the,
1: the issue isn't the stores right now like honestly, if Diamond was just like, yeah, well, no, no, keep keep publishing, and we'll keep shipping, and we can keep doing like mail order services, which a lot of shops are still offering, even when they're even with safer at right home in California, mm-hmm. uh, in California. Like my shop is offering mail order, so you still have those options. If Diamond was just like, yeah, no, 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 keep them coming, that's something else. But Diamond is the one who's like, nope, nobody gets product,
3: yeah,
1: and if yeah. nobody gets product. nobody gets paid which diamond just realized that they that concludes them
2: right uh yeah i i do agree like i think there is a hope for this i will like just oil in the water on that i know at least like a couple of us can't support this the way we'd want to unless things like rent freeze happens (laughs) because we're not making money nope um Still waiting so, no on my unemployment check. I, I mean, like that's also something that's going to have to be accounted for. Is like, yeah, we can we can fix the comic stuff, but people aren't making enough money right now. I don't know. I I think that is a good option to keep the local stores going, but I still think that overall the better outcome is just pausing everything because we, at a certain point they're not even going to be able to keep making the comics, depending how long this goes. Yeah. So, which is just hold and delay, and you know hope for those those abilities to forgive the businesses to be able to help local comic shops which sucks but
1: i don't know
0: yeah didn't um dc and marvel give out pencils down orders this week or was that last week so
1: the other so the other thing is so a couple of pu- a couple of publishers have been telling their freelance writers especially it's pencils down mm-hmm. uh most of this is coming to their freelancer their staff writers have still not received those orders people okay. like donny kate scott snyder they're still writing okay. jonathan nickman is still writing and Do you have the marvel News? Uh, I know it, but I, I didn't initially put it in because I didn't know where to fit it in. I was finding. The well, we right got to talk about it. I, yeah, I know. I'm I'm getting into it right now. Okay. Um, the Marvel, the the biggest thing that happened this week, Ben, was mm-hmm. that Marvel is going to halt and delay a third of their publishing. Oh wow! Uh,
3: I, I think and and. I can tell you probably which ones are getting held and not getting held. X-Men is still going through because I have an event happening in a couple months. Yes. And all those books are selling like hotcakes. Yes. This is going to ruin a lot of the smaller books that are coming out right now. This is going to ruin small books like Nebula, small books like Death's Head, small books, um, even the smaller X-Men books. Star. Star. Yeah. Books that not a lot of people are buying. This gives them an excuse to cancel them because we're not going to pay you for a book that's not getting sold no matter what. And like it I'm not worried about Donny Cates or or Jonathan Hickman. I am worried about smaller creators, though. That that's what really worries. Me. And
1: absolutely, and absolutely, you should. Uh, the really worrying thing to me was that they, they're and they're not going to. Uh, they didn't say what that third is, but yeah. a smart person can be like, "Oh, it's their small selling titles." Yeah, and the they, that, yeah. those are the ones that they don't need to be like. Well, we don't. They don't need to come back.
3: Yeah,
1: and that's. That's gonna that's gonna be rough. Yeah, because like what it's because like you know we have the saying at the con- when I used to work at the comic book store, every comic is somebody's favorite.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, one hundred percent. It's very true. Yeah.
1: So like, people are gonna lose some some of their books. Mm-hmm. That sucks. Yeah. Um, Marvel has done that, and I'm assuming the other publishers are going to follow suit. Uh, but there have been feel, no announcements I, yet.
3: I feel like it's a. I feel like like every company is waiting for the other company to say something because yeah. like what do you what do you do in this situation like it, it's not a good it's not a win-win for anyone any any situation and i feel like marvel's like all right we have to do it. we have to put a hold on the books that aren't selling as well
2: because because yeah.
3: because yeah. we know the other ones are going to sell no matter what and that just sucks
2: that's the that's the thing is like
3: it, everybody's on this
2: holdout pattern because they they want it to not happen yeah. i mean honestly we all want it to not be happening but it's happening I yeah. would like to go I to back to
1: work
3: now, outcome, but we're not doing it. Uh, right. Do you have Do you have the video game delays in the news?
1: No, I didn't see those. Ooh. Bro, Ooh. what we're happened? Talk,
3: can, we just, can we just talk about it now? The Last of yeah, Us totally. Two is indefinitely delayed.
1: Oh, and that I game was delayed. It.
3: The Last of Us Two was supposed to come out last year, and then it got delayed till this the, uh, <sighs> until like May, and now to, to first of February, first of February, then to, then to May, and now it's not coming out until after this is just done. <sighs> and Iron Man VR is indefinitely because on because home.
2: they're not in there working on it.
3: Yeah, they can't so they, it's not, they
2: can't finish it. <laughs>
3: when you have okay, so like when you're a video game company of the comprised of two people making an indie game, you can do that at home. When you're naughty dog and you have 300 people working on your game, you cannot do that from home. It's not viable. You need the highest NPCs, and a lot of people don't have that. Yeah,
2: yeah so yeah. Last of Us Two isn't coming. And depending on how long the situation goes, expect more. Expect more Absolutely. video games to get delayed.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Go uh, to Tsushima. is coming out June. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's
0: not. Yeah. Final no, Fantasy VII Remake, um, even after watching the trailer today, it still says release date release ben, worldwide. It's already out in Australia. At... Yeah, it is already out in Australia. So so
1: that means the game is done, so it's not getting delayed. Yeah, but it's these not games that like we're talking about, these games aren't done yeah, yet. These,
0: they're, yeah. they're, they're kind of screwed. And I'm actually nervous because there's another game that's coming out in the end of April, Trials of Mana HD Remake for the Switch that I'm looking forward to. That might possibly get delayed. I mean, obviously, Final Fantasy is not. It's coming out this. It's coming out this week. It's already out in Australia. It's already out in other places. It's done. But,
3: I, I don't think you need to worry about Trials Matter, because I, I think that's a like a game that a lot of people will download. That's yeah. not one you need to worry about.
0: Yeah, that's a that's. Well, I'm I'm a more physical guy, but if I have to download digital, I'll just get a digital. F it. Yep. But if I am more. What's up? <laughs> I said you can also just wait.
1: You I got plenty know. of games,
0: then. I do. I do
1: uh yeah that's that's all this all hope for a swift end well,
0: hope for the best but expect the worst
1: um let's get into some uh, we talked about some delays let's get into some new release dates how about that yay uh, so it's not all it's not all doom and gloom here this week thank goodness um uh, some new release dates i'll do this one actually after i do this so disney has announced a bunch of new release dates uh primarily some of their their temples Mulan has been re has been uh, uh, re uh, re what's the word whatever it doesn't matter redated? keep it going <laughs> keep it going uh, redated redated uh, Mulan is going to now come out on July twenty
3: fourth twenty twenty. Well, we already uh, saw it, so who cares? That's true. That's true.
1: <laughs> um, Free Guy, which is the Ryan Reynolds film, uh, uh, is going to be coming out December eleventh twenty twenty. The French Dispatch. I'm a little bummed about the delay, but hey. It's got to happen. October 16th, 2020. Uh, I'm excited for that. Artemis Fowl. The big news is that Artemis Fowl, which is a movie that was going to bomb for Disney anyway, yep. uh, has been moved to Disney+. Plus. Smart.
2: Uh, so, Brandon, I, I care less about this because it looks like a bad movie, but as just objectively, I'm mad that they're handling this in like a new streaming service way that they handled John Carter. They're basically throwing it out and saying "f that." Why'd we even bother? And uh, well, like I, again, like I don't think Artemis Fowl looks very good personally, but so but I,
1: I always that, come
3: I don't at, like that they're doing. They it. have no faith in it. So,
1: I, know. I always come. At, I always come at it from from this. Uh, you know, why does Disney keep remaking all their movies? Because everything that they try to put out that is based on a book or original always fails. Wrinkle in yeah. Time. Nutcracker in the Four Realms, going all the way back to John Carter, they all fail. Artemis Fowl was not going to be an exception to that rule. Um, no, I, I know. This is, to me, looking at just that, that their live action films that aren't, they're, they're non-animated, they're non-remakes, they're non-Marvel, they're non-Star Wars, those films, they constantly bomb. Putting it on Disney+, Plus, cutting your losses, to me that's smart.
2: I agree with that part of it. What I'm saying is I dislike the fact that the attitude is just we made this thing ah, uh, well, let's not even try and pretend that we care that that's been the attitude. And like, it goes back to them postponing Artemis Fowl a year last year yeah, for no real clear reason other than they were like, uh, the, mm, put it in next year.
3: Yeah. And what, what, bothers me more is that this huge, like, even if it's good or bad, this huge Epic, like it was going to be, it's supposed to be a blockbuster, like a, a franchise starter. It's a $150 million big movie is getting put at Disney plus, but all their smaller movies that people actually want to see don't have a release date
1: yeah so that's the other thing is that antlers doesn't have a release date uh the personal history of david copperfield both by the way inherited from fox searchlight Mm -hmm. uh, both don't both don't have release dates and new mutants doesn't have a release date
3: and again we we've seen new mutants we're reviewing it today but i don't understand that is a cheap ass movie that is a small movie that's an x-men movie from a franchise that's dead why aren't you releasing it on disney plus i i fundamentally don't get it i really don't that's Even the only in- one
1: that I say you yeah, you should yeah. you should I put that on Disney Plus.
3: Times New Mutants was just put.
0: I had to to tell Fanny how many times New Mutants was pushed back. Even I forgot how many times New Mutants was pushed back. And I'm just
1: like three. Today would have been this week would have been the third release date. Mm-hmm, okay. Oh, yeah, but so just, then four because this would be like no wait, first first release date and then it was pushed, and then it was pushed, and then yeah three. Okay. Uh, it says it's at three release dates, so i would mean three pushes.
3: Hold on. Also, Cyborg was supposed to come out this week. It's supposed to come out Friday. <laughs> uh, wait, Cyborg? Remember, yeah. this, remember when they first announced the Cyborg oh, movie? Yeah, I remember, remember, I remember in 2016 when they did their their Marvels DC slate for the next couple of movies that nobody wanted <laughs> to. You?
0: That we were taking bets on what was not going to make, and I think my Cyborg. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, Cyborg. like I think Flash was supposed to come, come out already like. Cyborg yeah. was the easy bet that was the easy one Anyways, uh, off topic but getting back to what I was saying just put New Mutants down on Disney Plus already just let people watch
1: that damn movie it's done everyone says it's done why are you nobody cares about the X-Men franchise
3: anymore they're just waiting for they, it
1: to be in the MCU they
3: just added the X-Men icons to Disney Plus and there's yeah. not any X-Men content on there except for the animated series <laughs> do it <Yeah. laughs> just do it you cowards You all the um, Disney Plus in Europe has all the Fox X Men movies. So there's yes. a rumor that, that they are going to eventually make their way over to Disney Plus. Well, they uh, have to.
1: They have yeah. to. Yeah. <laughs> we have these icons.
3: Give me something. Well, yeah. I so mean, it, that...
2: had, it had four dates, three pushbacks.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. Um, four dates. So you yeah. were both right.
0: Uh,
2: it was going to be February 2019. Okay. Then it was pushed back to August 2019. Right. Then it was pushed back. Hold on.
3: The first one, the first push, I
2: thought.
3: Uh, to this week of twenty
2: twenty. Yeah, and then to April third. Sorry, I lost it. Go ahead.
3: <laughs> it's not important. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, so I, I I do think that 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 you know Disney says everything that they own is going to end up on Disney Plus anyway. So the Fox X Men films are going to be part of that eventually. Yeah. Um, New Mutants, as we've said many times, it's franchise that's dead. Put yeah. it on Disney Plus. Nobody cares anymore. Yeah. yeah. Just, now, just unless now unless they think it's really good, that's my dream. They're like, no, no, no. This is good. It needs to have a theatrical release, but I doubt it.
3: I just don't believe that because yeah. it would have come out already if that was true. I mean,
0: obviously, they want to push back Mulan because go to Europe, Justin. That... Yeah, because they know they know that Mulan is going to make a bunch of money. There's so many people. Well, it's also,
1: Mulan also needs the international audience of China. Yeah.
0: yeah. So they know that. And also, so pretty much they're like, Hey, let's push back Mulan. Like you said, Arwen's foul. F it. Just put it on Disney plus. Who cares?
2: F it. Sorry. It was that it was initially scheduled for April 13, 2018. It was pushed back to later in 2018. <laughs> then twice in
3: 2019. And then now in 2020.
1: Wow. Okay. I
3: just want to see it, guys. I mean, I did see it. I mean, we watched it
1: today. Yeah, we watched it. And more Marvel news. Uh, The MCU uh, obviously needed to be pushed. Uh, No word on what this means for the TV shows. Um, I think Wanda and Falcon Winter Soldier were at the finish line. Uh, But I don't know about WandaVision for sure. Uh, I I know Falcon Winter Soldier was probably almost done. Yeah, Falcon Um, Winter
0: Soldier, that's the one that's slated to come out first, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Loki was definitely not done before they had to stop. Um,
2: so, I, I expect Falcon and Winter Soldier will be pushed, but the rest probably not very much.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, but we don't know yet. Uh, so right now, Black Widow has received a, re- a re-release of November 6, 2020. That's the Eternals original date.
0: Hey, that's my mom's birthday.
1: Also in Black in Black Widow news, I'll put this here, Lauren Balfi has replaced Alexandra Desplat as the composer.
3: This is weird, guys, because that movie was done and yeah. comes out next month. So that this means... is the second time that Alexander
1: Desplat has been kicked off a Disney movie. What was the first they, one? Rogue they, One. They kicked off the composer. Yeah, yeah. Alexander so Desplat was me... going to compose Alex, uh, Rogue One, and then Michael Giacchino did.
3: I. This makes me think that the score was probably fine, but now that they have the extra time, they want to actually make it better. Possibly. Just, and I don't think that's a bad. Like Lauren Balfi
1: has worked on did the score for Mission Impossible Fallout. He, he's done a lot of stuff. He worked with Hans Zimmer um mm-hmm. as as a, a he worked with Holland cinema as much like hospital um for pirates of the caribbean um most notably however probably in this realm the last time he's worked on a marvel movie was iron man he the was one one? Of, he was he worked with um uh Robbie Rob, Robbie Rob, Robbie. Right who does western one? music uh he worked with him on uh the first iron man movie that was awesome. the last time he worked on a, on a marvel movie Jeez, yeah Wow. Um, so more dates. The Eternals has been pushed to February 12th, 2021, which was Shang-Chi's original date, which pushed Shang-Chi to May 7th, 2021, wow. which was Doctor Strange's date. Doctor Strange's moved to November 5th, 2021, which was Thor's date. Thor was pushed to February 28th, 2022, which was Black Panther's date, <laughs> which was pushed to Mar- May 8th, 2022, which was Captain Marvel 2's date, and now Captain Marvel 2 has been released to July 8th, 2022.
2: Uh, I am surprised they moved Black Panther too. Me too. I'm very surprised because I yeah. would have thought they would have just pushed Thor to after Black Panther.
1: Yeah, me too. Um, yeah, that, that was wild watching the cascading effect of all that of all that happened.
3: And now, and now, um, the Flash and Captain Marvel two are a week apart.
1: Yeah.
3: Oh, uh, want
2: Black Panther on Black History Month. Yeah. Yes.
1: Black wi- Black Widow, Godzilla vs. Kong, and No Time to Die are three weeks from each other now.
3: Oh wow. Guys, I'm sorry. Godzilla's going down. It's going to nope. be such a good month. Godzilla's going to bomb. Yeah.
1: God. Um, yeah, I'm Yeah, that was weird watching that that cascade effect, but it, but it's really cool that that, you know, we got all these new dates. Uh Black Widow, here's what I'm vamping to remind myself. Black Widow uh now is the third Marvel movie to be the, to be the only Marvel movie in a year. Uh, oh, avengers okay. and iron man were yeah. the o- were the only two before that nope iron man so uh, iron man had incredible hulk come yeah. out the same year like so, it's, so avengers so since 2012 at least two marvel films have been coming out because avengers
3: i don't i stuff. don't feel like marvel fatigue or whatever but like this definitely helps those people who are like all right give me a little more time before the next marvel movie Yeah, I'm I'm kind
1: of there. I'm like, okay, I'm I'm happy with this one Marvel movie this year. At the end of the year, I'm happy with that. Yeah, I'm good with that. Um, but that's that's really weird if you think about it. Like, there's been like two or three Marvel films for years. Yeah, except for 2000, except for 2012.
3: So that's cool. They got a
1: pipeline, baby. Um, Sony has redated a bunch of movies. Um, a bunch of movies I haven't i. I, I only brought up the kind of the, rebel, the relevant ones for us. Yes. Um, Ghostbusters Afterlife was pushed to March 5th of next year. That was supposed to come out in, uh, I think, October summer. of this year. Summer? I thought it was summer. Was it summer? Oh, probably thought... summer. Well, if it's summer, that's even weirder that it was pushed a whole year. Um, well, I mean,
2: Fast and Furious, like, it's not unprecedented. Jungle Cruise was July and pushed to next year.
1: That's true. Um, um, so, yeah, Ghostbusters Afterlife was pushed to March 5th, 2021. Morbius was pushed to March 19th 2021. Thank goodness.
3: Oh, sorry. This the new date's March 5th. They don't have the old date. Hold on. Sorry.
1: Yeah. Um Mor- Morbius was mo- pushed March 19th 2021. Uh uncharted apparently was was at the starting line.
3: Uncharted was is in production. Uncharted is about to start filming. I just found this out. That's actually that's happening. It's actually happening. It's actually, actually happening. Uh what? but now
1: it is it is pushed to October 8th 2021. Ghost oh, was uh, July. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, Paramount has also redated their movies. Obviously, we've already seen A Quiet Place 2, so that doesn't matter. But for those of you who haven't, September 4th, 2020, this year, uh, Top Gun Maverick was pushed oh, to December yeah. 23rd. I forgot about Top Gun was supposed to come out this year. Oh, my gosh. Top
3: Gun's a Christmas movie now, guys. Oh,
1: <laughs> Top no. a movie. Top Gun's a Christmas movie. And it has no Star Wars film to compete with, so this no. Christmas is ideal.
3: Mm-hmm. Wasn't well, Avatar coming out? No, No. next year. Aw, man, I'm still waiting.
1: (laughs) Uh, Universal Studios has also moved Candyman, Nia DaCosta's Candyman people, to September 25th, 2020. 2020, Um, There's a couple of other...
2: Candyman right there, that's good. Uh, Before we get too far away from the Disney stuff, I wanted to point out the thing that I thought was the most ballsy. Go ahead. Which is that it's not a change in release date, it's that they didn't change the release date, which is that Soul is still set for June 19th.
3: Ooh. Oh, that's good, which is that. pretty bold. That's. I wonder if that's a Pixar. Soul movie. has not been moved. That's weird. That movie's definitely moving, right?
2: <laughs> I'm. Not... I, I don't feel confident right now, but obviously they do.
1: They'll wait to see how May looks before they move it. I think. I'm
2: sure. I'm sure. I was just. I was surprised.
1: Yeah, that's that, surprising.
2: Uh, that soul wasn't included in that. You know what? Let's just move. I just assumed big wow. ticket yeah. items like that just out of that time period because you know at best even if the theaters are open by then, how long will they have been open? How comfortable are people going to be going, especially with Pixar have already taken the hit in the coronavirus because of Onward? Mm -hmm. I would think they'd want to push that one a little later to bank on it.
1: Yeah. yeah, That makes sense. A lot of people were saying that that a lot of these, like Black Widow or Mulan, were going to go to streaming. Um, And uh, I'm happy to see that they have too much money. Too much money, they, they would lose too much money, which is exactly right. Onward already already made as much money as it will ever make so putting yeah. it on disney plus made sense except for blu-rays
3: i can't believe like which of my because I, I was on disney plus last night and it's it's on there um yeah. and i was like i just saw this in theaters yeah like, going crazy and i'm like oh no the world's on fire <laughs> i was
0: thinking about watching it sometime this weekend and i'm actually it's really ha- i'm happy because of some of my friends who have they weren't able to go see the theaters because of the early coronavirus scare they've been watching it and it, it's. I'm just happy the movie's been received well. People have been saying they've been loving it.
3: Yeah, I've seen a lot of people on Twitter saying they saw it for the first time and love it. That's yeah, good. So I have here. It's not all
1: bad news. Um, that's, that's good. So some some good stuff here. Some some kind of things that like what people are what stu- what people are trying to do to kind of like uh get this um get this make this time a little easier for people to consume because um, everyone's ready to consume product. Um, DC has donated. Two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to the Book Industry Charitable Foundation, which is a foundation set up to help comic book stores. At this time, Jim Lee is making auctioning a bunch of drawings of his on eBay to also donate to this, uh, which is really cool. Uh, I'm really happy to see that. Um, HBO is offering five hundred hours of content for free on HBO Go and HBO Now app for a limited awesome. time. Um, oh wow! So you can watch. Uh, some of their movies—they mentioned like Detective Pikachu—you can watch the Ro- the Wire, Sopranos. Those are for free on the two HBO apps right now, and you don't need to sign up uh, with credit card information. You can just do it right now. So that's really cool. I think um, Marvel Unlimited is offering a bunch of titles for free up until May fourth. Um, again, don't need to don't need credit card information. You can just go in there, click on free comics, and there's a bunch of events, bunch of awesome comics just ready for you to, to read on Marvel Limited, no purchase necessary. Um, the, cool, the really cool thing about what Marvel is doing is that they each of those comics, and most of them are graphic novels and, and things like that, will have information pages uh, attached to them so that if you want to support a local comic book store, and this is maybe your first time reading a comic book, or you're primarily digital, um, you can go to that page... And they will and they will tell you what where what your local stores are. I I, I I think that's really cool. That is that is cool. I like that. Yeah. Um, remember we talked about uh, kind of in our, in the early days of like four years ago of the coronavirus. Um, <laughs> we talked about how the South by Southwest uh, uh, festival. film festival was canceled, uh, just up, upright canceled. Amazon has rectified that situation. Uh, this just came out uh, yesterday morning, I believe, or today, something like that. But the SXSW, South by Southwest, Southwest will, be, will be streaming exclusively on Amazon Prime Video. Uh, That's cool. They, they don't have all the movies, but for anyone who was going to that and wants to stream their movie on Amazon Prime, they will be hosting a kind of a virtual uh, film festival through Amazon Prime. Uh, it will be available to people who don't even have Amazon Prime uh so all you gotta so you'll be able to watch those movies um there's a lot of that kind like... of stuff going around virtual yeah. festivals a
3: lot a, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of virtual raves going on that are hilarious uh the
2: turner classic movies film festival was supposed to be in the middle of april they're still doing it but they're doing it virtually and online and through their uh watch app.
1: that's awesome um, I'm re- it's really cool to see thing- people like this do this uh, Amazon Prime is, call- is calling it Prime Video Presents the SXSW Film uh, 2020 Film Festival Collection um, and they-, they will stream these movies for 10 days now the film festivals are basically for independent films to find distribution a lot of the time yes. um, obviously big movies do go but a lot of the time it's for small independent mm-hmm. films to find distribution through Fox on the Classics um, to get their name out there yeah. yeah to get their name out there this does not mean that Amazon Prime has 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 uh, distribution rights to these films, but it does, however, um, give studios an uh, opportunity to be able
3: to to watch
1: them. And if they want to be distributed through Amazon Prime, they can be. And I gotta cool. say,
3: uh, for a company as shitty as Amazon is, it it was they could have just bought all these movies and had them just on Amazon. They could have yeah. done that. But they did it they're like hey if you guys want to use us and meet ma- then afterwards if you want to be with us cool we'll allow it but like you don't feel forced to use us if you don't want to i think that is the coolest thing they could have done like yeah, honestly
1: i agree i agree
3: uh, uh, all, uh, a lot of
1: people of- put a lot of hard work in these movies
3: yeah, yeah out of the mountains of shit that
0: amazon's been going through the past few weeks it's nice to see that they're doing something right for a change.
1: Yeah. It, it, like a lot of people put a lot of effort into these movies and it was a shame that a lot of them couldn't see them, couldn't have their movies shown. So it is just really cool that they will be able to get their movies out there.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Um, so stay, stay tuned for more. A lot of people are doing more like, you know, Patrick Stewart's reading sonnets, which is awesome. <laughs> Donnie oh, is
3: our, our dark lord and savior uh he's he's put on open commissions to all of his homies he's like hey uh i am still working i'm fortunate enough to still work so i'm i'm asking for commissions of all my favorite characters show me the commission and i will buy it off of you i want to support as many artists as i can because i got the money for it uh and i think that's great Did he's guys... also our,
1: our dark lord and savior savior is also doing a book club every every saturday
3: you know what his first book club was astonishing x-men by john cassaday and joss whedon
1: <laughs> and his, his second one was thor uh was thor uh Volume one, Jason Aaron's uh, Thor, Volume one. Did you guys hear what
0: uh, Levar Burton's doing?
1: No. Reading Rainbow.
0: Yeah, he want he is, um, he um, like when the I think he was one of the first ones who went who was like, Hey, I want to go on YouTube and stream reading books. Um, he's he was going to do a lot of uh, public domain works, but then Neil Gaiman t- uh, tweeted at him said, "You have permission for everything I own, like yeah, everything yeah. that I run. Read, read it. I'm not going to sue you. I'm not going to do anything." So a lot of people are. Read are like streaming them reading children's books they're reading books just so they can get people's mind off what's going on and i think jk rowling
1: yeah. jk rowling also is doing uh kind of harry potter at home for people who want to oh, like that's... use harry potter as a learning mm-hmm. uh as, as learning because a lot of people are homeschooled right now mm-hmm. like you can now just do some stuff with harry potter which is really cool yeah uh, so a lot of people are doing a lot of cool things i think oh
3: yeah uh for comic books um, there's something called Mainframe Comic Con, which is going to be a live yes. digital comic book uh, convention that is gaining more and more famous people every single day, and I'm actually shocked how yeah. great guests it keeps getting. I it's like believe, a real live convention, man.
0: I couldn't believe Kevin Smith said he'd do it. I'm like, what?
3: Oh, well, dude, he's cool. like, I, Kevin Smith's great. Uh, that dude goes to every convention. Okay, they get they're getting they're getting like actual like no offense, Kevin Smith like big ass A plus celebrities. <laughs> they got us. Okay. Plus, plus. Hey, we actually we might we might be doing something too. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I uh, I pitched
1: something to them. We'll see if they go for it. So.
3: Did the person that we that we pitch it with did he say yes to it already?
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so we'll see we'll more information from us on that if, if that goes forward. Awesome. But uh, definitely want to check out me from Comic Con. Um, they are on Instagram. Uh, that's a really cool lineup. So check that one out. Oh yeah. Um. All right. So let's move on so, away from the coronavirus. Bye. Um so some new writers were attached to some new Disney things. Um, the untitled Obi-Wan TV series has a new writer, a new showrunner. Um, Joby Harold is replacing, uh, Hossein Amani, Amini, sir. Um, if you recall, Obi-Wan was, uh, if you want to believe the, the, if you want to believe the internet, the angry internet people, Obi-Wan was canceled. Oh my God, it's not going forward. It's too whatever, whatever. Um, the, the writer did leave the project, however, when it was halted, um, and they went in a different direction. They just hired a new writer, Joby Harold. He will be writing the new scripts, um, so that so that series is still
3: going forward, which is cool.
1: Do we, know, we what,
3: know what that person has been involved in?
1: A, a lot of things that are currently in production. So he was one of the people who wrote. He wrote one of the Transformers scripts that Paramount commissioned. Mm-hmm. Remember, tra- they commissioned two Transformers scripts. He wrote not the not the Beast Wars one, but the Bumblebee sequel. Okay. Um. So we'll see what happens there, if that goes forward. He's got a lot of stuff that's like... He's like an up-and-coming person that that a lot of people are trying to like get their hands on. Makes sense. So, so we'll see. I mean, so we have no idea if he's good or not, but that I, I have faith. Um, the untitled Ant-Man sequel, whatever Ant-Man 3 is going to be, has picked Jeff Loveness, who uh, has been currently writing on Rick and Morty. He wrote some
3: comic books for Marvel. Um, he also is currently writing Strange Skies over East Berlin, one of the best uh, independent books out right now.
1: Cool. Um, I did not know that he has been tapped to write the new Ant-Man movie and Peyton Reed is supposedly still going to direct. So that's, that's really cool.
3: cool people, this dude is a, is a one hell of a writer and he's got a great, uh, comedic, he has great comedic timing. If you've watched Rick and Morty, you know that, um, I, this is really exciting that, that they want to add even more comedy to it. Like make Ant-Man, even though Thor Ragnarok is now a comedy thing, Ant-Man has been the comedy series of Mar of, of the MCU. So just keep with that. I'm, I'm stoked, man.
1: Yeah. And I mean, we all liked Ant-Man and the Wasp. Oh, yeah. I love Ant-Man. I love yeah, that so, movie. like,
3: <laughs> hey, man, let's let's get some more Ant-Man. I want some man, more if, Ant-Man. If, if they incorporate the stuff, because now that it's post Endgame, Cassie is now an adult, or she's she's seventeen or whatever, they can make her Stinger. They can do what they're doing in the modern comics right now, where they're a team up group, and that's <laughs> I love I, it. I
1: hope they don't shy away from kind of like the the maybe the guilt that Scott has for missing those five years. But oh, they yeah. They don't shy away from that. I want to see those
2: five years plus the other five years. Oh, yeah. When he was in prison, he's oh, missed yeah. over half her life. God,
0: yeah. God, that's true. That's true. Man, that's good. I'm, I'm looking forward to that movie. That movie's gonna be fu- that's, movie's gonna be good.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, it does not have a date yet. They've only announced up to Captain Marvel two. So uh, mm. we'll see. We'll see where that where that I'm ends glad up.
3: That's happening.
1: Me oh, too. Yeah. Me too. Um, Netflix has canceled some stuff. Uh, they canceled V Wars and October Faction. We weren't watching them. Just thought I'd make them up. I didn't know October Faction even came out v wars v wars another idw comic that they adapted i, don't know. I, I was like "V nation no v wars the both of them were idw comics uh october faction was that it didn't no, look yeah, like the, the comic book
2: and it looked real bad
1: yeah uh, totally not
3: like that comic book
1: they they canceled those so i don't know but they renewed lock and key oh good. all right that's good God. lock and key season two <clears throat> is coming i'm happy good, for good, that good. Um, I put this in here. I'm sorry if you guys don't want to talk about it, but Magic the Gathering is going to have a Godzilla booster pack, and I'm excited oh, as hell.
2: I didn't know that. Yeah, they're doing a uh, whole new expansion that's called... Uh, I got it, I got it.
1: Icoria uh, Lair of Behemoths. So
2: there are these creatures that become your companions that are Kaiju-level creatures, and then you can sub in these Godzilla
3: variant cards that equal their kaiju levels. guys i got a problem i think i'm gonna get back into magic <laughs>
0: uh, i've been into magic i've been going to play magic with you guys for so freaking long
3: and we've so talked about it for like a we year have, so the, the, we
0: have the... talked about it but you haven't i think, I it think
2: literally yet. everybody on this podcast has been consistently playing magic but not with each other except for brandon <laughs>
1: oh. i i played magic at one point in my life right yeah, at and... one
2: point but i mean like I have current cards. I, yeah, I have he cards. has current cards. Ben has <laughs> Ben has current cards. The
1: the 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 so the art looks awesome. Um, it's have it's you seen fun. them all? Not I I've, I've I think so. I saw the Japanese ones, dude. I'm gonna get yeah, a freaking. I, uh... I will
0: send you the link because I have more information for you about them. Please send me do the link to, send me the link too. I want to know about this because so basically they've got here,
2: just being straight up getting them. Oh my be... god, you guys <laughs> get, getting them's gonna be a bitch. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I'm shit. sure. I'm no sure. Shit. So,
1: so basically, so basically, Ben. So, what they have? So, what they have? They got Space Godzilla. They've got uh, Baby two. Godzilla. They, they have two, got two Space,
3: Space Godzillas. Godzilla. Death Corona and Void Invader. <laughs>
1: uh, they've got uh, obviously Godzilla. Uh, Mecha Godzilla is, I think, a Japanese exclusive. King. They got King Ghidorah, King Caesar. Oh, yeah,
2: nope. kind of. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there you go
1: oh lord they have king yeah, they have king that. caesar which is one of my favorite kaiju I love king caesar. Caesar. <laughs> too, yeah i saw that too um, baby godzilla who's baby the best um, they have Shin godzilla i didn't see the shin godzilla yes want, that's cool
0: shin oh
2: man
1: so this is this is the coolest thing
0: i am going to probably drop so much damn money there's- there's, into the, two, into the set.
1: there's two oh, of
2: uh, there's two Japanese Godzilla's and then there's Shin Godzilla, <clears throat> um, and there's Ghidorah, Rodan, Mothra. Mothra, <clears> Rodan, <throat> I mean. yeah. Uh, there's and Godzilla's only available in Japanese. Bio quartz space Godzilla. Yes. Jesus. Yes. <laughs> Sparks, yeah, I'm, I'm that link.
0: I need. Oh, I am the second the um the bundle yeah. pack yeah. is. Just, I'm probably going to buy two bundle packs. I'm going to drop 80 bucks. Well, so so, so, so by the way,
1: so I don't know if you can do that in stores. I think you got to go through the, I think I was doing some research. I don't know if I saw a lot of it. Oh shit. That's the Shin Godzilla.
0: Oh, yeah, that's that's that good.
1: Doing. Oh wow. Um. So, so, so Ben, so I was doing some research and I don't know how accurate this is. So don't, So you know, take a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like you can only do these comics through, through booster packs and, and like starter packs through the websites, through the oh. Magic Gathering websites.
2: So, what it is, is if you get the like Mega Behemoths pack that's going to come with like, you know, o- over 100 cards and everything, uh-huh. if you pre order that pack, you will guarantee one foil Godzilla variant. Oh, oh okay. Guarantee. The only other way to get Godzilla cards is through the collector booster packs. Okay. And there will be two of them in each pack okay and that's the so, only one so, uh, so you, the collector are the booster
1: packs, packs will the, the collector booster packs will be available in stores yes or no? no they're only available online i see
0: all right how much are the um how much is that the first one you mentioned sparks like, the the first one that's like a hundred dollars that's
2: like the the full expansion box thing yeah that's oh. i know but the rest are um 23 25 i forgot to talk oh, about
0: you want to go in on a box <laughs> we'll uh, just like, split the booster packs up
3: As long as we each get one Godzilla, yes. My okay. um, I, so we're talking about Kaiju. <clears throat> I started playing because I was on Xbox Game Pass the Power Rangers Battle for the Grid fighting game. Oh, yeah. It was oh, originally yeah, a free to play mobile game that they, they turned into an actual fighting game on the consoles. It's a it's a $15 budget fighting game, but it's actually pretty fun. And the thing that's most exciting is the story mode. It's the shattered grid Lord Draken story from the comic books, and it features the voice cast from the original show oh, doing yeah. that. So you have you have uh, Jason David Frank being Lord Draken, and you have the original. Rita and like it's 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 an okay game but like you can summon your um you can summon your zords for special attacks uh and it's got enough depth enough depth where it's it's an okay fighting game especially for free so if you have xbox game passing like power rangers check it out uh i
2: also i also want to shout out that i uh bought the second fighter pass for dragon ball z fighters because it was on sale um and that had super broly in it and in super Broly, once you use your special the first time where you go full super saiyan your chest armor breaks off mm. and uh when you come back down from it you are now without chest armor broly as you mm. fight i'm mm. like that's such nice detail doesn't do that green orb thing that like Meep. uh yes and your face like erupts in green fire and spews oh. that it's
1: good that's Get it? awesome cool um all right trailers uh, so they did. The, so they released a trailer on April first because, hey, you know whatever. Uh, Rick and Morty, the other five. Hey, I'm just glad April Fool's Day was essentially canceled, so nothing got me this year. Yeah. There was one thing that got the internet. I don't remember what it was. Oh, was it Snyder Cut. No, it wasn't the Snyder Cut. I don't remember what it was, but but something happened that I saw. Yeah, people were like, "Oh, trailer, so good."
0: The oh, Snyder yeah, Cut yeah. trailer
1: was real good. It was. Yeah. It was. Thank you, Australians, for that. Um. Oh, I got into a fight with a Snatter cultist. I'm sorry. You can't, you can't do it. <laughs> I didn't mean to. I was just saying yeah. something. <laughs> oh, you know what I said? I said hashtag F the Snatter cut. Oh. So that's on me. That's on me. Oh, uh. That's on me. <laughs> sorry, whatever your name was. <laughs> <laughs> so R- Rick and Morty, the other five released. The, uh, this is the trailer. This is the, next, this is the next half of season four. Obviously, we know there are 70 Rick and Morty episodes in the pipeline. Jeez. Uh this is the this the rest of season four coming May uh May third. This looks awesome. I really don't understand why the first half isn't on Hulu yet. Yeah. Honestly,
2: I, I'm surprised that they didn't do like a massive drop because of the coronavirus just for yeah. everybody to watch it.
1: Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, what you know, what can you say about Rick and Morty other than hey, hey man, consistent. It looks That's funny. The half of the season's good. Yeah. Uh, I wish it was on Hulu so I could watch Maybe. it. So do I. Um, Snowpiercer. Released a new trailer. Didn't say it. Not a whole lot new. If you've seen the movie, if you've seen the other trailers. You know, Snowpiercer. The big thing was that they pushed up the release
3: to May seventeenth from May thirty first. That's cool. Um, so that, makes I think great. that that's really cool. I'm um, that you, you said earlier, Brendan, That means that they have faith in that show. Yeah. Uh, that makes me really excited because I am. I love that movie so much, and like I would love a long form version of that. Um, and Jennifer Connelly's in it. Like, it looks like it's and got there's a-
1: a, already a second season coming, which I didn't oh, know. Interesting. Uh, yeah. This so, is coming out. So Pierce is on TNT, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. However, it was on TBS, then TNT. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. TNT first, then TBS, then Limbo, then back to TNT. It's had quite a ride.
3: Interesting. Yeah.
1: At least it's coming out.
0: It looks yeah. interesting, and also it's on cable television, so people are—I mean—they got nothing else better to do. So of course they're going to probably stay home to watch it.
1: Yep. Yeah. Um, this is for for you and you and Sparks Ryan um, uh, Ryan and Sparks because the uh, uh, Ben and I have not seen the first film yet um train to busan presents peninsula this is the sequel to train to busan uh did you guys check out this trailer
3: yes yeah um funny enough actually uh Snowpiercer and train to busan almost have the same premise about getting from one side of a train to another funny enough but one involves zombies and one involves uh uh government capitalism capitalism and stuff yeah um i mean same thing really same thing we're all zombies (laughs) um so this is a a huge sequel Whereas the first movie just all took place in a train. This movie takes place in the, in, all, in the big old world. It looks like a very different movie, way more action-packed. But um, still, Megan actually brought it up. It is the same premise, because if you think of what a peninsula is, you only have one way to go. And I'm like, they're still going down the one way. I'm like, it's smart. I like it. Um, train to Busan is legitimately one of the best zombie movies ever made. Uh, it takes the, the format, and it twists it on its head a little bit. But um, the characters in Train to Busan are what are dope. Uh, and one of the main guys in Train to Busan is in Eternals as one of the main characters. Okay. Uh, so uh, you guys, you'll watch it eventually. Um, but I'm I'm very excited about this. I am too. It yeah. looks really good. It looks very different from the first film for
2: the most part. So yeah, uh, I'm I'm intrigued. It looks way crazier.
3: Yeah,
1: That's I, re- th- I really need to see the first one. Almost
3: like World War Z, like level of like zombie uh, insanity.
1: Where's that sequel? It's not happening. <laughs> um all right and so the this is the last trailer um which sparks you you told us about uh cleopatra in space this is a new dreamworks animated series uh from the same team who did uh voltron legendary defender um one of my favorite shows i was Uh, so
3: excited for this until i saw where where it's
1: at me too so was (laughs) i i
0: was like oh hey this looks this actually looks pretty dope i might looks really cool
1: and then i'm like never mind i'm not gonna watch it It's got a bit of samurai. It's got a little samurai Jack. It's got a little Sherlock Holmes in the twenty second century. Yeah, uh, which is a great pull. And I got that whole series on DVD. Hell yeah! It's got Um,
0: it's it's like hey, here's this um, famous historical character, flung thousands of years into the future. Sherlock
1: Holmes in the twenty second century. That's what I said.
0: You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. I don't remember Sherlock Holmes in the
1: twenty second century. I will never forget that theme song. (laughs) Never forget. (laughs) Never forget.
0: Uh, Yeah,
2: I I did want to just highlight it because I'm like, oh, this looks like one of the best things I've seen come out of DreamWorks TV animation in a long time.
1: And it's 2D animation, which is gorgeous. Uh Uh-huh. And then Peacock.
2: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, but but it looks better than Fast and Furious. Yeah. Yeah. By by the
1: way, though, Peacock is coming out. Like, it's almost out. It's almost launched. Because the release date for the show is April 15th.
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, I wonder if it's like launching like a date and date. I'm under. Yeah,
1: I didn't even know. Where's the like Disney Plus? People knew that shit was coming out. Yeah, people will the... know
2: when the Office isn't on Netflix anymore? <laughs> oh, <my laughs> God. God. oh yeah. the, you
1: know what? That's gonna be the
0: day. The day Peacock comes out is the day people go on Netflix and they're gonna try and watch The Office. And it's like, I, where the hell is The Office? I haven't
2: I haven't looked into it, but I imagine the Office contract must go for a little while longer yet because it it realistically can't just stop. The day Peacock starts, yeah. okay. uh, there's there's probably someday just like how, <laughs> just like how I realized Ralph breaks the internet still isn't on Disney Plus. It won't be on Disney Plus until the end of the year because of the contracts. Oh, so the okay. office is still around for a little while. For at least oh, like yeah.
0: yeah. R- Random side note: you know what was messed up? I was gonna watch the two towers on Netflix just to have something on in the background while I did a chore in the house. Yeah, and then I, I no, I went looking up on Netflix and they took it off. And I'm pissed. I mean, it's no, no big deal. I had the extended edition. It, it's Do fine. they only have one and three? It, no, they had they had two towers and Return of the King. They were missing a fellowship.
2: Oh, that's so weird. And now they, they're just missing one and two. <laughs> that's so weird.
0: No, and Return of the King is not there either. Well, all this makes
2: way- sense because it's all going on to HBO Max, so all those contracts oh, are ending. Yeah.
0: Oh, Batman,
3: remember? The Batman thing. Yeah,
2: so Batman and Batman Returns and only Batman and Batman Returns are back on DC Universe as of two days ago. (laughs) (laughs) You tried to watch it, it was gone, but now it's back oh so okay soon. Not the other batman's not the other
1: superman's none of that i am ima- i imagine that we'll be seeing a lot of this happen like disney plus has had a couple of things leave disney plus because they got an exclusive streaming rights to another st- service i imagine as these streaming services launch and kind of like fine and kind of like all the contracts expire and renew and whatever i imagine we'll be seeing a lot of this yeah um all right that's it uh let's anything else you guys want to add before we move on to our review Uh, um hmm,
0: no don't think so oh oh wait no that's just rumor though we don't know if for sure i was gonna talk about the nintendo thing that ryan mentioned earlier today oh yeah real
3: quick yes yes thank you ben um Mm -hmm. so it is a rumor but nintendo doesn't often have leaks like this so this is probably true if something like this substantial happened um the rumor was this Mm -hmm. is what they were going to present at their e3 conference or their e3 nintendo direct yeah yeah um it is rumored that there's going to be a Super Mario All-Stars level collection. If you know what All-Stars is, that's a collection of um, some of the original Mario games that came out on the SNES. Mario, uh, if, if I may,
0: Mario yeah. 1, Mario 2, Mario 3, all of them upgraded with graphics to be 16-bit versions. And also included Mar- Super Mario The Lost Levels, which was never which never came out in the United States until that point in the early 90s. Because the developers thought it was too hard for Americans.
3: Yes, because we, we are, were babies. Yeah, that's
0: um, the reason why we didn't get we did get Final Fantasy. I don't for see why. The <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. um,
0: yeah. there's a whole yeah. other thing with Final Fantasy about Final Fantasy. We'll talk about that later.
3: So yeah, the rumor is we're going to be getting Super Mario sixty four, Super Mario Sunshine, and Super Mario Galaxy all uh, remastered in a collection. Um, and then there's also the rumor that they're going to announce a new Paper Mario game. And Paper Mario is one of my favorite Mario franchises. It, they are site they're um, open, like almost open world, uh, flat looking role playing games where it's it's um, turn based like Final Fantasy. Um, they made me- Paper
0: Mario, Ryan. Paper Mario the, for the N Sixty Four was supposed to be the sequel for Paper Mario Super Paper Mario RPG and Legends of the Stars that came out on the SNES. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the, yeah. They, I love those type of
3: games. Uh, they made a really—they made a super Paper Mario on the Wii. That's just regular Mario side-scrolling, and that game is not fun. I don't like that game. Uh, they kind of ruined, or they took away what made those games special, and just made a, another Mario game. Just turned it 2D, and like that's not fun. Don't do that. Make an RPG, baby. Um, so if they're actually making a new Paper Mario for the Switch, that would rule my world.
0: Dude, if they're making this collection with Sunshine, Galaxy, and Mario 64 remastered in HD. I the Nintendo Switch is would probably be the best console for retro gamers ever. Yeah, because what the Nintendo is doing is like you want to play all, all those games. It, here's a Nintendo Switch online, twenty bucks for the whole year, and you get to play all these games for free. You want oh you want the a bunch of the games like a bunch of the Mega Man games that got re released for the Switch. A bunch of um, it, it's just so easy to play old school Nintendo games on the Switch. And now, if this collection is real and this collection is true, which a lot of people are, which I myself am hoping, because I never, unfortunately, had the chance to play Super Mario sixty four or Super Mario Sunshine, I could finally play these games. Ryan, don't give me that look. You know why? G- get back here. I can't. In I lost I my missing one of them, but missing both of them. Dude, I never had a GameCube or N sixty four. I when I got when I, I really got into those type of games, when well, my N sixty four. You're 4 a gamer. World. Dude, my N64 got lost. You know this. I stole it. That's why. You motherfucking my, my system.
2: <laughs> uh, this, this I I find highly likely is going to happen. There's also been Ben and I have talked about it off air. There's been a lot of reports that that Sonic is also going to make a big announcement for the 30th anniversary next year. Yes. A yeah.
3: lot of its previous. Oh uh, yeah, it is Mario's 35th anniversary for the original game, and then Sonic's yeah. 30th. So yeah. Yeah.
0: It, ma- it makes sense, because normally on these big milestone years, like every five years or so, for big anniversary numbers, Nintendo and Sega, they normally do something for one of their characters.
3: And um, one of the big reasons people believe this is because if you look at the release calendar for the rest of the year for Nintendo, they don't have shit. They have no more games coming out. No. I mean, <laughs> so they're like, what are they going to do? We gonna yeah, all I'm
0: hoping games? when we finally do get an Austin God Net- Nintendo Direct Now, the Nintendo Direct Mini we did get a few weeks ago was fine. It helped. But I'm really hoping that the next Direct has gives us some news on Metroid Prime Four, maybe even know. a maybe even a re-release of Metroid Prime's one through three on the Switch. They made that collection on the Wii. It's, it and did. They did re-release it, man. Yeah, exactly. That's what that's what Nintendo has been doing on on conflict like for the Wii U, a lot of the games of the Wii U made their way to the Switch, and they, they made them the Wii. Wii U exactly. But they made them better. So now, since, and now that uh uh getting this far, let's go to Metroid Prime Four. Hopefully, they do something. I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure they will, but I need to know something about Metro more 4, because the second I heard about that release, I'm like, give me,
2: yeah, Star Wars Episode One Racer is coming. Yes, oh list. my god, yes, I care a lot about that. Oh man, and I'm still pumped because that oh, game god. was dope.
0: I loved that <laughs> game. I uh, know I I had that game when I did own my N64. It was it was great. My brother and I, I played that game on the computer with a joystick. What? It was, it was <laughs> Who'd you race as?
2: So good. Do you remember we oh. race as? Uh, no, no, uh, I don't. Oh, I would remember, remember the pod if I saw it.
0: Was it the green
1: I one? The character, huh? Was it the green one?
2: It. Was, I think it was the one that did the X's.
1: Oh, Okay. I had okay. the Game Boy. I had the Game Boy Color. Uh, uh, Star Wars. No, I had the Game Boy. The Star Wars Episode One like Pod Racers game on the Game Boy Color that came with like a with like a battery powered like vibrator. Oh, yeah. oh, real?
2: We're we're talking that same game, but, like, better on the consoles. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: There's, like, a top-down, to you. and you're, like... I'm Wing. really
2: excited about this one. I was hoping that once we were getting, like, the Jedi Academy and stuff, that Episode 1 Racer was going to come.
0: Yeah, and uh, luckily, Episode 1 Racer is coming, so...
3: Uh, that... Jake Lloyd voiced Anakin in that game. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh yeah, he, day. Day. So he guys, did. He here- Here's who you can play as. You can play as Wado, Sabulba, Fode, New Day, Ben New Day, Ben Coaganinios, Clegg Holfest, Juan Sandage, Toy Dampener, Ark Bumpy, Roos. It was Toy Dampner.
0: Alright. I I race as Anakin. You I gotta love Toy Dampner. I I, I used Anakin's pod racer, especially. What
1: was the, what was the Ben Floggly Loop? I can't. i it's,
0: it's gone. Hey, so. So fingers crossed, hopefully Nintendo delivers, which they normally do. So especially with the list console, the Switch, they just every time they've had something come out, they've just been knocking it out of the park.
2: Well, and it's like you said, like there's anniversaries coming. Mario and Sonic are gonna see some shit in the next two years. Yep. Yeah.
0: Hopefully hopefully Metroid, because I remember when Zelda had their twenty fifth anniversary, they've had a big thing about it, but Metroid came out the same year as Zelda and Metroid was swept under the rug.
3: So, I'll, I'll tell you one reason because Metroid Prime Four. Uh, there was that announcement a couple years ago, but then I don't know if you remember. They said that they had to restart it, so like that game's oh, okay. not, that game's not as far as we might think. There okay. could still be like a trailer, but they had to like revamp the game because they weren't happy with it. Okay. So like that game could could okay. potentially still be far off, unfortunately.
0: It, it could, but you know what? They're still doing it, which makes me
3: happy. It's, it's the same situation that happened with Final Fantasy VII remake. Gotcha. All right,
1: shall we get into our review? All right, let's do it um this is now our review full spoilers for new mutants uh you know guys again not sure how this is happening but we are the only people who have seen new mutants again but it's an
3: uh, exclusive we got it's guys. An, it's a,
1: so you know if you don't want to know anything about this movie that's may or may not ever come out uh you know don't uh don't listen any further skip to the book club but if you do hey stick around it's your funeral all right um all right let's go around the horn what do we think about this one Ben, since uh, you started it, let's oh go yeah. first.
0: Overall, I enjoyed it, but there was one part that pissed me off quite a bit, and I know it doesn't make me as mad as it probably made Ryan, that they mentioned Emma Frost a lot, but they never showed her, and it just makes me so mad because I've now become, I feel like I've been baptized in the religion of Emma Frost after <laughs> reading the Marauders and everything, and I'm like, show me Emma. Where is she? Where's that bitch? Where's my white queen? And we watch Watch
1: her. X-Men Origins Wolverine. <sighs> No. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. no. X Men First Class. No.
2: They did no. it
1: <laughs> twice. Um, just
2: watched Dolores in Westworld. Yeah, there you
0: go. <laughs> okay, but yeah, so that made me mad. But besides that, decent. Got a good scares. It was a. It was a. It was a. I enjoyed it for all the crap this thing went through. But show me Emma Frost, god damn it. Yeah. Uh, Sparks.
2: Uh, I think I loved it. Okay. I really do. I just. I well, I went in. I don't know what I was expecting when I went in, but I wasn't <laughs> right? expecting what we got. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I just I was I was far more impressed with how I think I think what it was is that early on it was being toted as like X Men horror and like I know like not necessarily that they were saying that, but that's how everyone else was talking about it. And I was surprised how actually tense and scary some moments were.
3: Yeah. Yeah, uh, Ryan. Yeah, I uh, I like I feel biased just because like I have an X Men tattoo, so like it's hard for me to like. I think this movie's really good, and the the movie that I can most describe it as is Overlord. Remember Overlord, where oh, we yeah. thought it be this big movie, but it was very subdued. That's what I like this movie. That's why I like this movie a lot. It is a. It's a typical, like, people are, like, almost in a haunted house and they have superpowers and these crazy things are happening, but the things that happen are are not what you expect and they are different than, than, than the archetypal horror movie things. And when you include things like the X-Men and mentioning things like Emma Frost and Mr. Sinister, it adds a little bit of, of for me, a little bit of coolness that it, it didn't need. And, Ben, I do agree. They used the word, they, they used Emma's name a little too much for her not to be in the movie, but I understand why they did it, but it felt more like fan service and that's, uh, whatever.
1: This movie, this movie joins the uh, um, the plentiful, the the big family of X Men movies that tease Mister Sinister but don't show him. Yeah.
3: yeah, and if this movie were to come out when it was supposed to come out, it could have actually maybe lead to something.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, so that, that's the, the you know, okay, real quickly, my thoughts. Um, yes, I think this might be tied. I I, I know you guys, I know how you guys feel about the movie uh, X Men First Class. I feel is the best X Men. Fox, the Fox X Men movie, it is my favorite. Uh, I adore that movie. I think New Mutants might be given a the run for its money.
3: That's that's high praise, and it makes me really
1: happy. That is. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that movie. Uh, much, much like I think Overlord is an apt example. You know, Overlord. When I first saw it, I was kind of I was kind of like lukewarm on Overlord. I was like, I wanted something bigger. I wanted something something bolder, um, a more creature feature, less war. Um, this one, I kind of had the ex- I kind of had the expectation that I was going to get an Overlord type uh type type uh it's it's character it's character based character based and i uh and so that allowed me to be be like excited when it did go big like with demon bear yeah Uh, so like things like that like like i think that that helped me enjoy the movie a lot more is that i expected a more overlord type film
2: yeah i think in relation to what you were saying just now I, one of the things I think that makes me love it so much is it doesn't feel... It feels like an X-Men movie, but it doesn't feel like a Fox X-Men movie. Yeah! Yeah. And, and that felt like such a breath... Of, like, outside of Logan and the Wolverine, you you don't get that sense of the, the separation from the Fox X-Men. Even the Deadpool films still feel kind of tied to by the designs, by the... Uh, aesthetics by the world of the Fox X-Men films. And if yeah. you haven't loved everything in that, seeing what an X-Men movie can be without those constraints felt so nice.
1: Yeah. Well, I think that's, I think that's why first class is my favorite. I, I don't know if you, if you'll agree with this one, but I think that X-Men first class is also fairly far removed from the, from the Fox X-Men style. It does go a little bit harder in the classic costumes of the red, of the yellow and, and blue. I agree. Um, I agree for certain,
2: for, for certain aspects. I agree.
1: And so like, I think that's why first class is one of my favorites is because like Logan and the Wolverine, it does go far. And so new mutants, I think now fits within that, that category pretty well.
2: Perfect analogy of what I mean, even in first class, mystique still looks like mystique in the other X-Men movies. True. See what I'm saying? But here I didn't feel like any power looked the same as things we saw in Fox X-Men films. No costumes, no, uh, none of the machinery that was involved. None of the tech, none of it felt like oh this has been designed and we're transporting it over from the fox x-men films but right. one thing that i didn't need was striker's stupid name being on the building and then being said
1: yeah i'm done with striker
3: we don't need right. striker in every get single them movie out of there just i get... don't i i i don't so like this is this was apparently like josh boone's cut of the movie like the movie he wanted to make I they do, never did reshoots they never did reshoots i do still feel the slight bit of studio interference because while this is not a Fox movie, it's like they, they, they tried to make it a Fox movie in, in some ways. Like the studio like, no, but it has to connect. It has to connect. Stryker, Emma Frost, Mr. Sinister. And I bet Josh Bean was just like, fine, just put it on a plaque. But don't but don't like don't make it a big But video. imagine,
1: imagine how much more that would have been if they were able to do the reshoots. Yeah. That so that's scary. Yeah. So one of the thing, so one of the things I think I think to bounce off of what Spark said a little bit with the like the aesthetic of it, I cannot see uh, a filmmaker like Brian singer ever adapting a uh, magic sword like that yeah like that was pitch perfect
3: yeah and, it and, was so good and i think sparks what you were saying is like um one of the things that makes this feel and look different is this is a lower budget movie this isn't a 150 million dollar x-men movie this is like Deadpool, maybe even lower than Deadpool. Like these are people trapped in a in a sane asylum, going going crazy. It's like it's it, like a uh, it's like a kind of
2: super powered, better version of Glass. Yeah.
3: yeah oh my god, it's yeah. perfect. That is actually oh,
2: that's it. Yeah.
1: This, this is, is the best. You yeah, nailed it. That's why I like this movie so much. It's better
0: than yeah. Glass. Oh, it's definitely yeah. better than Glass. It's, yeah. You know what? Now that I think my 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 feelings on this movie just went, went up a little bit because you said that sparks. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so, the, the thing that I like most about this movie is uh Danny Moonstar, her powers are uh she can she can how do I she can she can read people's emotions. She's an empath, but then she can also create illusions based off your emotions. So Brandon, like you like you're scared of like snakes or something, right? So I can conjure a snake and you would see it a hallucination of a Why snake. Why
1: would you do that?
3: That's an example. I would never do that. I love you. <laughs> Why he brings that up. Just letting you know, there's some snakes in Tiger King. <laughs> oh. Not a
2: lot. Not, not a lot. lot.
3: Not a lot. Not a lot.
1: Let's be aware.
2: I'm not
3: watching it. I'm not watching yeah, it. You can watch it. Listen, it's the first scene of the show is a snake. The first scene you think, the first thing you see is a snake.
1: Cancel so. it. I don't want to see it. it anymore.
3: It'll be fun. Um, but that's it. Anyway, the reason that I like lo- that I that I enjoy this movie is because um, the trailers indicate that like these guys are experiencing these crazy things that that the doctors are making them experience. It it's not. It's Danny, and they're using Danny to manipulate the other mutants into seeing their realities. And I like that so much because that's such an interesting way of using a superhero's powers against their friends. And like the well, moment.
1: Yeah, Go it's ahead. also it's also interesting because like the, um, the, the 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 doctor thinks that they're crazy. And they're yeah. not just like she knows they're mutants, but she thinks the reason why people are mutants is because they're insane, which is why they're the yeah. in the asylum. She, I think that's a really oddly, interesting place to take it.
3: She's oddly like she's a bad she's bad, but she's oddly sympathetic because she actually she really wants to help these people who she thinks cannot be helped. Yeah. But she's clearly has her own problems because of her past with mutants and stuff.
1: Well, it, it's her prejudice towards mutants. You know, yeah. it's yeah. her prejudice toward her she thinks she's helping these people. You know, t- taking it t- taking it a little further, you know, you you start to think think like, you know, people who who try to help gay people try not to be gay. Oh, like yeah. it's, it's that therapy. sort of thing where it's she doesn't think that she what she's doing is malicious. She doesn't think that what she is doing is for evil intent. She just thinks that the the cure for mutant dumb is is in the mind, which it's not
3: and the problem is when you are experimenting on someone like danny who can do these radical things like make you hallucinate your worst nightmares that has huge ramifications on the entire complex so she's not only messing with her friends but she's messing with the staff too like there are other characters that are helping the doctor in this and like they're side characters and some of them die but like they didn't deserve to die and it's not, but it's also not Danny's fault. And that's why I find it so interesting because it paints Danny and like, she's the victim, but also the bad guy, but she's not, she's being horribly experimented on. Like it's, it's, I think this movie's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, I really, really like almost the, like pretty much
2: the entire cast. I really like yeah. and the way that the characters come together reminded me a lot of, um, it's like a more true to to life interpretation of the Guardians coming together in prison in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Like that's more comedic and this felt in a similar vein. Yeah. But it's them coming together in a more serious and yeah. sincere way. Like they're
3: all kind of like hurt or damaged people and they all find value in each other. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: And I, and I, I think this is the best Macy Williams has been in years. God.
3: Dude, she's so uh, good. She was really,
2: like, I think she was really great in the early years of Game of Thrones. Yeah. And I think, like, her performance in the last few years, like, got a little, like, I chalk it up to writing and stuff, too. But, like, it just got a little lesser uh that she was a standout as an actor to me and then she did an appearance on doctor who
3: that was also kind of like oh, okay she also like this yeah, in game of thrones like she literally lost her like emotion e- exactly yeah.
2: exactly but here she was killer yeah. she like killed no. it i knew this... going in i was probably gonna like her and i was gonna like auto taylor joy who i didn't expect to like so much was uh sam yeah who sam was... uh,
3: yeah, yeah who yeah cannonball he, was, he, he killed it yeah he killed it that's a kid from stranger things right from yeah. stranger yeah,
0: things. yeah. No, cause Maisie Williams' performance in this one reminded me a lot of seasons two and three of Aria Charlie Arya. Keaton,
2: that's the name, sorry. All
0: right, yeah, but seasons two and three of Arya from Game of Thrones. You know, where she's on the run, she's she has like it reminded me of a lot of what she was doing back then. Yeah. But she right. was you're right, she was killing this. And I love I think one of my favorites is I, I forgot her name, but it's the the blonde girl. Um, oh magic. Yeah, yeah, her. Oh, I love her.
2: Uh, played, by Iliana. A... Iliana oh, yeah. mm-hmm. played by Ileana Ileana played by Anna Taylor Joy. This uh, has
1: a, this has an interesting effect that Cabin in the Woods had, or Red Dawn. Uh, and I picked those two because those are Chris Hemsworth movies that were delayed for three years. Oh um, yeah, oh yeah. Uh, this has an interesting effect that we're seeing these people f- almost four years ago now. Yeah, yeah. These are how they were four years ago. So I just watched Anna Taylor Joy and Emma three years ago. I mean, well, I when they when they film it, um, they filmed so, it in twenty
3: seventeen.
1: Oh okay. Um so like I just saw Anya Taylor-Joy and Emma and like the the difference of the of those two of these two actresses is is crazy. Yeah, that oh, yeah. this movie it takes so long to come out. Like see This could have boy. been this could have been a star-making turn for Anya Taylor-Joy if this came out at the, at the She's been doing fine. She went from The Witch She was in Glass into and Split. Glass yeah. and
2: Split was the thing that I think
3: put her over. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm just saying this this came out on this came out when it was supposed to
3: it would have helped yeah sure oh yeah she's doing and again i think i think having a low budget charlie
2: heaton needed this more yeah
3: yeah because he's kind of left behind a stranger things um i think having a low budget anytime a creator uh, has a low budget that makes them think harder on how to do practical effects and how to do special effects so the effects on rain when she turns into a werewolf are practical most of the time and it looks good it's Maisie williams in like a wolf outfit and like it's not cheesy and like they use shadows so well, where it's like she's always kind of like, her, like lurking in the darkness before she pounces. And what I'm is like, it? Necessity is the mother of invention.
1: Say that again. Necessity is the mother of invention. Yes, that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Low low budget films always find, especially if there's especially if there's a clear passion. Mm-hmm. Low budget films always find a way to to look great. Yeah. yeah, and I
0: feel I kind of, I really feel bad for the filmmakers when like when this movie was coming out because people were talking about how bad it was going to be about all the all, like, all the drama that this film came out. I could see the passion behind this film. The
1: reshoots. The, yeah, so we now we now having seen the movie and seeing that there is passion in this movie from Josh Boone, we can now be confirmed that those reshoots were Fox executives being like, no, 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 make this more let make, make this, this more X men make this more X Meny. Let's make this less horror. Let's. I, I like I the can't horror.
3: I can't even imagine what what a, a different like this movie is is clearly somebody's vision, and it's like if you take away the X Men name, this could just be about random people in an insane asylum with powers, right? Yeah. And like so, again, like an Overlord or something. So I, I want to talk about my favorite scene. One of my favorite scene my my favorite in the entire movie
0: is the scene where they're experimenting on Danny. And they overcharge her, so she affects the entire asylum. And mm-hmm. we go to each one of the new mutants one by one, and they're hallucinating about their worst nightmare. Like when you – like um, Macy Williams, when she sits in the confessional booth, and she's trying to confess to the priest, and it revealed that the priest is the wolf that she turns into and is about to eat her alive. Yeah, it, it is freaking terrifying the scene where magic is seeing all of the people that she's killed come for her out of vengeance and she's just fighting back Notes she's like i killed you once i could kill you again and they're just like you can't do this to us again magic. You reminded me of age of ultron yeah, yeah
1: it's like, really but, too but bad better. that we're it's really too bad that we're not going to get a colossus iliana with oniel
3: yeah. joy i just That's like bad this whole cast like obviously like magic is like the standout uh like for for fans magic is a standout fan character she's spunky she's sassy she murders for fun but she's also got a heart of gold like mm-hmm. she would be the one to pluck and put into like the the new era but like that's not fair to everyone else because i think everyone's really good oh I think yeah. everyone's really good in this movie of any of every single
1: x-men cast that we have seen and i know there are a lot of people saying that just just bring the first class cast what well, i don't know don't no. do that i'm sorry um in fact, don't have Xavier Magneto. Anyway, um, of all of the casts of that Fox has done for the X Men, this is the one that you pluck and put into the MCU.
2: Yeah, yeah, and they could. It just—it's unfortunate that it does still require some establishment of like mutants existing. Yeah, they put yeah. themselves into a weird corner because there is that small Deadpool nod, which is when he's on the TV screen for the commercial advertisement on the news.
3: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's funny because that didn't bother me because it wasn't wasn't so overt or anything. No,
2: no, no. It doesn't bother me. What I'm saying is they're in a weird space because we know Deadpool's moving forward. Oh, true. Yes. And that puts them in a weird place where Deadpool can be the string that connects them. But again, you still have to live in a world where mutants existed.
0: I actually only saw that as just like a nod to Deadpool, really. I just saw that as a quick... Well, three
1: three years ago it would have been, but now with the context that we have, that Deadpool, we know that Deadpool is moving over to the MCU almost as is. It Mm -hmm. does create a new context completely that didn't exist three years ago.
3: I ooh, ooh, that's a good point. I don't think they would have put dead. They could have easily removed that. I don't think they would have put Deadpool in there because like, oh hey guys, look Deadpool, Marvel. Like, there's nothing, like, if you're listening and you don't care about spoilers, there is nothing Marvel-related. There is no tie-in to Doctor Strange. This is a self-contained thing. But yeah. That being said, there there isn't any reason why it couldn't be in this universe. They never say it, but obviously it's not. They're, like, there's no mutants in the MCU yet.
1: Well, yeah, what Sparks is saying is the biggest hurdle that the MCU is to get over, especially with with moving things like New Mutants or Deadpool over to the MCU, the biggest hurdle is that, as far as we know, there are no mutants in the MCU. Yeah.
2: In my, in my opinion, if, if they just get over that hurdle of however mutants are established and you just bring in these characters like further down the road by years from when we last saw them and they just start showing up in the X-Men films, I wouldn't care. There's no, I'd be like, yeah, yeah go ahead.
3: There's no reason that this movie doesn't take place two years in the future. You know what I mean? Like yeah, when we yeah. are established. Yeah, because they keep things so
2: minimal yeah. in like the tech or anything like date related or anything. Again, like the only thing that kind of isolates it into a date at all is we know deadpool exists (laughs) yes
1: yeah it's kind of like how i always i always felt like if you really wanted to uh you know there were a lot of rumors that wesley Snipes was going to return as blade or in some capacity because there was a comic book coming out with blade's daughter that they canceled um yeah i would i feel like blade is one of those movies that if you just wanted to yeah the three the three blade films exist in the mcu yeah, it's easy. It's, I feel like it is easy to play. You're those saying movies. if we
2: were still having Wesley Snipes as Blade. if we were having Wesley Snipes, right, as Blade. sure.
1: Yeah. So, I, I think how
2: crazy is
3: it that we still have no idea when that movie's coming out? Right? <laughs> they, that was just for publicity, that, that's not happening. That for was that was to kill years. Blade on TV, that's yes, what yeah. that was, Spike TV's Blade. Um,
1: so like if so, I feel like New Mutants could exist in that similar space where if you just wanted to, yeah sure let's figure out let's let's contextualize it in a way that this could have always happened in the MCU i don't think it's too difficult but then the hurdle of like where all the mutants go yeah yeah,
2: yeah but i mean like what, you know what's going to decide how that works however they decide to handle deadpool mm-hmm.
1: yeah. yeah true cuz we
2: really don't know what that's going to be it's true uh yeah i thought i thought uh what ben brought up like those scenes were really good um i think that the whole finale was awesome.
3: Yeah, it's it's it far more emotional than I thought of it. It it turns a big emo it turns a big like climactic like battle against demons and this giant like like manifestation demon bear but also yeah making it really emotional like dealing with what the characters are feeling inside because the demon bear is not real. That's the whole point. He's not real demon I, bear
1: however sits with with uh the annihilation bear is my second most terrifying bear with
3: smoky eyes. That was, that's
2: really good. It reminded me a lot of um, the, the, we just talked about recently, but the rhino thing from James and the giant peach. Oh um, yeah.
1: Oh yeah. For yeah. boating
2: like that. Yeah. Um, I really like that. Danny didn't kill the doctor. Yes. But that Iliana mm-hmm. came up and did it for oh, her.
3: Oh, magic will kill a bitch. She yeah. didn't oh, yeah. kill
2: She I, did I, it I, for her so that Danny wouldn't be a killer. Yes. Pretty,
0: essentially, like Danny's about to kill her. She's like, no, I can't do this. And the magic's like, yeah, you shouldn't shank, but I can.
3: Dude, no, because it, it's it's so much cooler than that cuz like it's it's like an, it's a it's like a moment where like you know Danny wants to do this but she can't because just she her morals are there so magic's arm just starts min- turning into the sword she's like yeah. oh God, I got well, this. well also because if she does it she's going to feel killing her yes that's true uh-huh. and that can add even more bad ramifications yes 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 yeah
0: yeah but i i love magic so much in this movie i i i think she's i mean she, don't get me wrong, I love all the kids,
3: but to me, magic is just a standout. She has the most personality for sure. Oh,
0: yeah. She, she's
3: just a, a crazy, sexed up Russian lady.
0: She's like, I'm going to murder people because F them and F all of them. It they got in choose. my way. I had to get yeah. milk. It's like, hey, yeah, I want to do, I'm going to try and do something
1: here, but if you stand in my way, you die. She's such yeah. a boss,
4: though.
0: Ma-
1: magic is, uh, and then, and yeah, okay. Yeah, I think magic is the standout and, in, in, um, I really I, like
2: Charlie as Sam. I really I, like do,
1: him I don't think uh, I think the Fox films have casted very well in the past. Yeah. Patrick Stewart and McKellen, I, you know, James McAvoy, uh uh, uh Fastbender. Fastbender. Michael Fastbender. I think they've casted very well. Um a lot of the time and I think I think Eliana um Ana Taylor-Joy has to be up there with like Chris Reeve Robert Downey Y'all, Jr. Yeah. As people who are born to play this role,
3: and it's so it's so sad because obviously the X Men are huge in comics again, and, and magic is in the forefront of the New Mutants, and she's currently now just in the X Men comic that Jonathan Nickman writes because he she's loves going the to
1: be she's going to be in an event X of Swords.
3: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Did, did you know going in that the Doctor was a mutant? Because I didn't know that.
3: Um, well, I didn't she's know that. Not in the comics. Know. So that is that is an interesting take. Um, because she creates those protective fields around herself. So here's the... Okay, so I, if I had... I guess if I have one problem with the movie, it's that usually when you develop your mutant abilities, it's when you're going through um, puberty or a really traumatic event happens. I It's hard for me to believe that this doctor has not been through anything traumatic her whole life until this very moment, and her abilities manifest then. Right. But that's that, to me doesn't really bother me because it's not out of the it's it's, ha- it's happened before Oh, like mutants uh, getting their abilities late in life it's just not super common i just yeah. feel like the reveal about it could have been timed better in the yes film. i yes um i even think it might it didn't really even need to be in the movie but again i think that's trying to make her be a little more sympathetic she's like oh i'm the enemy maybe i'm not the enemy yeah uh,
0: i do i kind of do like like the timing could have been better but i do like the just her realization of oh crap i'm the very thing i sought to destroy Yes. Like she was like, "Oh my god, I had this thing." And then she realizes what she's done and Dan's like, "You've you've done all these horrible things." And then Magic just coming up and just stabbing her in the back was like
3: okay. Yeah. Okay. She did uh, the the doctor did have it coming. She was yeah. doing some oh, yeah. really horrific things. Oh yeah, like, she totally did. I'm there gonna, there oh. was like an inkling of like you you could have you could have been good.
2: You, you could have been good. You could have. I, she doesn't Danny say, differently yeah. if magic wasn't a person at this yes, thing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, like doesn't Danny say that you could have helped us in a better way instead of trying to change us? She's like, "Oh, you're right. I did, and I could have." Doesn't Danny say something along those lines, or is yeah, it she, just yeah,
2: well because she was indicating how like she she was like doing saying all the things she just also proved that she didn't believe them. Yeah, and that that okay. was the whole thing is that like she she said all the things that could have helped Danny. Mm-hmm. And then did her actions show that she didn't believe them when she said them. Yeah.
3: And yeah. so Danny was like, You had the the power, you could have done this.
2: Yeah.
3: Um uh, real. We haven't talked about Roberto DaCosta, who is Sunspot. He's a dude who who lights up. Uh he, he is the jokester. He is the ladies' man. Like I thought he was really good. Um, he probably has the least screen time, which he I does. which I found surprising because in the new Means book, he's the lead. He's the star next to Magic. Uh and Jonathan Hickman writes him very well. So I figured that it would have been Magic and Sunspot's movie, not so much Magic and and uh uh, uh Cannonball's movie. I thought I thought that was a, a good a good take. Yeah. <laughs> we live together. We, we are all sickness. Sparks and Ryan
1: uh, are not six feet apart. Yes. Solo Wookie, They are not guys. Can you please.
3: Cool. Yeah. I got you.
2: Yeah. I, I definitely feel like they gave him the least to work with yes. writing wise, but I kind of, he still worked when he was there yeah, and not... I liked everyone else so much that it didn't.
3: Yeah. Um, yes. it's, yeah, there's enough characters. Um, they they do all of them do get their moments. Um, I guess just as a as a uh, Robert Acosta fan, I kind of just wanted more. But again, it's not like he's bad. He's just under underused.
1: Yeah. Isn't that just the 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 box
3: X Men slogan? <laughs> yes. Yeah. A hundred percent. Do you guys remember in Dark Phoenix there was a, there was a guy who whipped his hair and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. What's his name? I don't know. I don't
0: remember.
1: Was there? Yeah. I don't remember that. Oh, sh- uh. I bought Dark Phoenix. Maybe I should buy Rise of Skywalker.
3: <laughs> you wanna know something shitty? I'd probably watch Dark Phoenix before I watch Rise of Skywalker.
1: Me too. I think I need to watch Dark Phoenix. I haven't Sh- read yeah. the newer one run. What part does the new mutants do their take on or did they wing it?
3: It's it's its own original story. Um yeah. the new mutants are uh it's they loosely
1: based on the original.
3: Yes, but original like none comics. of them were none of them were locked in, in an asylum like like it's a closed space. Like it was them dealing with the demon bear stuff, but it's like everywhere they go.
1: Yeah. 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 Um,
3: I the new run's I have, great, Solo Wookie.
1: I, I don't think I have much more to add.
3: I nope. got nothing much. I, uh, I got nothing. We all, all right. saw this
1: movie, and we really liked it. We definitely saw this movie. Um, ben, what yeah. would you rate it? Oh, i give it an 8.5. Right, eight 8.5? Uh, oh, so yeah, so. It's, it's solid. It
0: is a solid. I mean, minus the whole talking about Emma, but not really showing Emma and doing nothing with Mr. Sinister, but talking about Mr. Sinister and not doing him. And besides that, pissing me off, everything
1: else, top-notch uh uh sparks
2: yeah i would give it a nine uh yeah. i really really enjoyed it i i went in nervous for a fan four stick situation and got the opposite so yes. oh, sure. very happy.
3: uh ryan uh yeah uh i i'm very surprised that <coughs> this this came out the way it did um it, i can't believe they didn't have more faith in it yeah again like when the movie's so good um yeah i'd give it a nine as well um uh, the thing that bums me out the most is that this might this this might be the end of, of this of these guys like these actors who got got the oh we're new X Men not anymore um, I think they're all really good and they're all really well cast and they they all they all represent the characters from the comics very well um, I really I really hope they get a second chance in some way even even if like Disney was weird and be like hey just do your own thing it doesn't have to be connected and I know mm-hmm. they're not going to. But um, I think there's a missed opportunity to not use this cast again. I really do. Oh yeah. Um, I gave it a six.
1: Um, I, I in think. That, hit... I, I, I gave it a six because of the mention of Stryker. Uh, okay. <laughs> knocks a lot. Of, no, uh, I give it. An, I give it an eight and a half. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Right up there with some of my favorite X Men films. Um, I have been a fan of the Fox X Men films for so long. Uh, it is sad that this is the last nail in the coffin, but it's not a bad nail to go out on. Yeah. Um, certainly better than the Dark Phoenix, so you know. We don't
3: need oh, real no quick.
0: education. I There's a deleted
3: guys... scene of uh, the Dark Phoenix's uh, alternate ending that is one million times better than the actual ending of that movie, and it pisses me off that I didn't go with it. What's it's, the ending? It's, it's just Charles Xavier giving a speech. Um, and it's him at the mansion, and it's like everything's done, and he just talks about his life and the X Men, <laughs> and it's just him getting into his car without any powers, and like him like putting his legs in the car and having to do stuff and it's like it's so powerful and i'm like what is wrong with you why well, did you i get i console? didn't
1: like i don't like i did not like that that original ending you did it no you i like, didn't
3: you like the movie ending better
1: yeah oh it sucks so i mean look i would have preferred the two-parter dark phoenix ending that they that they initially intended to do oh, but yeah. you know um all right let's talk about the other big release of the week uh cyborg um i
3: didn't i didn't see this one
1: did you guys no i i saw it yeah um i I was surprised that they uh no i'm sorry i can't (laughs) Um, all right let's get into our book club for something there huh
0: hey welcome to the fake nerd comic shop
1: yeah hi um do you have any books
0: uh could you be a little bit more specific um
1: anything readable well, oh, Locally
0: Borg* is in this one, and it did come out, and it's actually really, really good. All right, good. Ben. Ben, yeah.
1: it is your book club. It Take is. Take it away.
0: And my book club this week is Justice League Volume 1, Toality by Scott Snyder. Totality. 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 What did I say? Toality? Wow. Tuality. Yeah,
2: you did. Toality.
0: <laughs> totality. There's another <laughs> T in there. By Scott Snyder, um, Jorge Jimenez, and Jim Chunk. Yep. And this is actually – this is a pretty – for a first volume, because normally when they do these volumes, like DC, they normally just put in six issues, but this one's eight issues, so it's pretty seven, seven, seven. Oh, yeah, seven issues. But it's, it's, yeah. we got an extra issue, rad. But yeah, I, yeah, it's an issue
2: for every member, main member of the league, because mm-hmm. they did variants for them.
0: I did. I saw the Jim Lee variants at the end; that was really cool. And I can see why Justice League. um, This Scott Snyder's run of Justice League is Brandon's favorite. I loved this book. I loved reading it. I was laughing. I, it was suspenseful. I loved how they brought in John Stewart, the Green Lantern. How they brought in the the, the Legion of Doom. I loved like Lex all, all the things that Lex Luthor does in this book just screened Lex Luthor. I'm like, Lex
1: Luthor is oh. the standout of the entire run. I have he, to say. Oh
0: man, Lex Luthor is great. Superman is great. Uh, just like the League's banter between like the first um, the first part of the book when we see the League doing their thing, um, like when they're tra- all trying to imitate Batman's voice. But even, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. Good. Yeah, the payo- that's good. The
1: payoff at the end was Superman, like, oh shit, uh-huh. that is good. You know what that reminded me of? What language? Oh, <laughs> language. Yeah, oh, a little but, bit. Oh, but one of my favorite,
0: is too good for us. Yeah. <laughs> but one of my favorite favorite characters in this book is John Jones, the Martian Manhunter. Oh, you know? sure. It's him and Lex Luthor. They're the standouts of this book. No, it's him, John Stewart, and John Jones. Those three. Those three. Uh, Lex Luthor being the first one. They're
1: stand out in this book so real so real quickly uh the reason why it is seven issues is because the fifth issue um every couple every i think it is they try to make it every five issues they do a legion of doom interlude Mm -hmm. on the uh on the justice league run so the reason why it's seven issues collected in this train is because of that legion of doom uh interlude because the arc ends at issue seven instead of the traditional issue six yeah Uh, and i agree
2: with you solo wookie cyborg in doom patrol is the best cinema version indeed heck yeah dude yeah
1: hell yeah booyah um except for the wait cinema version i mean the tv show's pretty good
3: although the animation yeah oh i didn't read that bit animation yeah you're right because he basically Uh, feels like that character but better
1: um yeah i i i'm a i've we talked talked about it before i'm a big fan of this run of, of justice league uh there's been a lot of talk about how much people aren't excited about death metal um because there was a there was greg capullo drew a dr manhattan page for death metal um I'm. I am of the opinion that I loved Scott Snyder's Batman Run. I loved Metal. Uh, at the end, the ending didn't, didn't hit me as well as I would have liked it to. to. I liked No Justice. I liked Justice League. I like Doomsday Clock. I cannot wait for Death Metal, um, which the, which this run directly leads into. So, uh, I had a blast rereading this, especially having read the final issue and mm-hmm. seeing what had carried over because I. It's been a couple of years. I forgot what happened in this book. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm I'm just glad that I – because I picked this up. I think I picked this up at LA Comic-Con last October, and it's been sitting on my giant pile of graphic novels I need to read. And this, this along with Patrick Leeson's Superman Rebirth run, uh, I'm going to be hunting these books down. I'm going to be hunting these trades down. This was just so much fun to read. I've kinda, I, I'm kicking keep myself it... a little bit for, miss, for not catching up with Justice League. But at the same time, it's like now I have them all. I could get them all collected, and they'll probably be a little bit, I don't know, maybe a little bit cheaper or who knows. But I'm just glad I'm going to be picking these up because I want to know what happens. Next.
3: This is the best Justice League run in probably since before the new 52. I, oh my gosh. Is, yeah. It's the best oh Justice God. League in 10 years. Like
0: for real. Oh God. I was picking so up. So happy Justice you League guys new... that. I yeah. was picking up when I was reading. I was reading it. <laughs> no, I was picking up the Justice League Run too, and I enjoyed most of the Justice League Run. But when I'm reading the Justice League Run, the first seven issues of this, I'm like, "This is te- no disrespect to Jeff Johns. I love Jeff Johns, but this is so much better." This I I a- went I back know. and
2: I went back and reread the first arc of Brian Hitch's Rebirth launch of Justice League, and I was like, "I remember liking that fine. It's fine. Why did I drop it?" And I went back, and I'm like, "Oh man, it's just not as good." Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's just not um,
3: on this
1: level. You mispronounces
3: "just us" league. Oh yeah, it's the oh. "just us" league. <laughs> oh. just us.
1: Um. Yeah, I uh, pronounce "stupid." Here we go. Stupid phone. <laughs> stupid phone. Um, yeah, I'm a. I'm a. I'm a. Just to give you a little sizzle, Ben. If you're going to keep going, it only gets wilder. One. Oh, of no, the things I'm going that, to keep going. One of I'm the gonna... things I really like about comic books right now um in just a, kind of around the board is how like bonkers they are and bonkers is a really good word because everyone is just it, it, all the books i'm reading are just like we're throwing everything we can yeah. we're going as big as we can we're doing comics we are not limited by budget no and yes. that is that that's kind of like push to make justice league that that scott snyder tried to, it, it did Which is, it should be it is, is absolutely should be um, the opening starts with Martian Manhunter turning into a dragon and blowing up the moon. That's so cool. Or even when,
3: um, I, well, my Batman favorite Batman has, Batman has bo- mo- b- bombs in the moon. Yeah. And John's like, Batman, you gotta, you gotta launch those bombs. He's like, what are you talking about? He's like, Batman, Batman.
0: No, but also I just love it when Lex Luthor is talking to Vandal Savage and he's like, and he brings in the Legion of Doom. Like this part right here where he says, you need a damn
1: Legion. And then Joker's like, language, Lex, there could be bleeping children watching. Can you or can you believe this is the first time the Legion of Doom has existed in comics? They've never existed before now.
3: It's, it is interesting.
1: I can't believe that. I would have sworn. They've, that always, they've always, been, they have always been the Injustice League, never the Legion yeah. of Doom.
0: Or oh you know, actually, Vandal Savage mentions an Injustice game, and
1: right, then the, like screw yeah. that,
0: I'm going, i book for Legion on this. The,
1: the book starts with the books kind of starts in the middle of a story arc, almost with the, like the them trying to stop the Neanderthals from breaking the Earth apart, and yeah. then this like giant cosmic thing is coming to Earth that is rippling through time. So we see mm-hmm. the the DC one million future of eighty five thousand years in the future, five thousand yeah. years in the future with Commandy, eighty five thousand years in the past with the Monitor um and then we see like the kind of this like tribunal council of gant that the phantom stranger Hera, up, um, uh shazam i think is there um and, and they're like well can we do anything to stop it and I'm like no, nope, they're on their own <laughs> yeah no also
0: i love john stewart in this book and the uh ultraviolet lanterns. the ultraviolet lantern that yeah. was such a cool because they're like there's an invisible spectrum. oh that tattoo just materializing on the, the finger. I uh, was like,
1: this is so rad. This is yeah, so still cool. force. The 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 still so the the still force was actually oh. introduced in the flash run that Joshua Williams mm-hmm. is doing. He introduced a bunch of new forces. Um and so the the man, baby turtle? <laughs> that was so cool.
3: Man, what's with Scott Snyder and putting babies on people? <laughs> <laughs> I know, right?
1: Donny Case did it too. Oh yeah. Like Dark yeah. um,
3: Side and Batman.
1: Yeah. So um, yeah, so so the still so the still force and the the ultraviolet spectrum, uh, such interesting ideas. The ultraviolet spectrum of being these this kind of unseen spectrum of emotion, Ooh. like the emotions that you like push deep it deep down and you don't admit to yourself. Um, we know we know that Jeff Johns did a great job uh, uh, expanding the emotional spectrum of the of the Lantern Corps, and introducing a new one is always difficult because of what happened because of what Jeff Johns did, but having like Earth fight back. And this, is, by the way, indicative of the run. This is kind of oh, the whole run. The er, entire Earth fights back by choosing life and becoming the whole Earth becomes a white lantern. Like seeing the white lantern. What simple. the hell is uh, so it's cool?
3: It's transported into like a dark dimension, Umbraxis, and it's like this yeah. evil dimension that the invisible spectrum this works
1: on. This evil, this this like evil, this evil like parallax almost dimension. This um, yeah, Umbrax, like you said, like ultraviolet, uh, uh, invisible spectrum. Uh, dimension is so in- so weird and cool and bonkers,
0: and it's just so crazy. But
3: right. and, and, I, I love this book. I got I have one, I have one, it's not it's not an issue, it's 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 a very per- not seven issues, it's <laughs> it's a very personal thing. Um, Lex Luthor is Dr. Doom in this book, he is he is very enough. Yeah. Lex, Lex Luthor has never time traveled like this before, he doesn't he has so many. I like my Lex Luthor to be a man trying to stop a Superman. There is nothing about this Lex Luthor, and this isn't a negative of the book, it's just my feelings on the character. This Lex Luthor feels like he can beat Superman like willy-nilly. Like, it's it's not a man trying to beat a Superman. Lex Luthor is a god in this book. He doesn't feel like the Lex Luthor of old, which is not a bad thing. I just wish there was a... I don't know, like almost like the Harley Quinn jump, like this Lex Luthor is now a quantum level threat to the universe that I never well, felt it was before.
1: Well, what I find interesting about this Lex Luthor um, is that he he still he is the businessman, and, and for a while, like obviously for those of you who don't know in comic books, Lex Luthor became a became a hero. Uh, yeah, right. for a long time so this
2: and that's a great this is his like coming out as a villain moment yes when yeah. he laughs at batman who's about to say well lex is a hero oh shit <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah and so he's and so so lex lex has been a hero for so long and so that for him to be like he went to the future and realized and uh, went to the future and everyone on earth was like oh no lex had it right like we shouldn't have been we shouldn't have been trying to be heroes we should have all been trying to be dicks yeah. yeah um we should have all been been going through our, our like deepest darkest impulses and that that is fundamental to the run and so it's like almost lex luther has been uh kind of corrupted by his own ego mm-hmm. like in in a way that he has never been before
2: i would even make an argument that it's not just corruption by his own ego though that's a good way to put it but it's also that he's kind of having a a a entire character break because he said I really tried. Yeah. I really tried to do the good guy thing. And I found out it was bullshit. Yeah, me. <laughs> for me, it was bullshit. And so, you know, I agree. Like, But, like, I think he's in the right place because there was... I don't think if they'd done that run of him being a hero for ever since Reber started, yes. that this would land as well. But I think because that was the case, this feels like a nice progression. Like, if you're going to turn him back into a villain, I like that it's this Yeah, that, like breaks his mentality about what he's been trying to do rather than just like nah psych i've been a villain the whole time I, don't just have a problem. I thought this was gonna go and thinks- i don't have a
3: problem with him being a villain i just think his no, i know his, his power set isn't representative of a normal Lex Luthor that i'm used to and i i, yeah. I it, it took me and i'm like once we get to issue seven and like they're doing their stuff i love it like i don't dislike this book at all i love this book it's just like this felt like they needed Lex Luthor to become a different type of villain than he's supposed to be.
2: All I would argue this is, is this is Lex Luthor being able to plan ahead without anybody thinking he would. Okay. Because everybody doesn't think of him as a threat.
1: Yeah. Oh, Lex is, is Lex is hundreds of miles away from everyone in planning and planning.
2: Right, that's, that's what I mean. It's like yeah. it, you know, no. It's one thing for Lex Luthor to be able to plan ahead a scheme like this. It's a whole other thing for him to be able to do it, and
3: also everybody still thinks he's a good guy. So nobody's even looking his direction. So, uh, so I think it's it might just be in the execution because when when he talks about time travel, I I have not read every Superman comic, but. The, all the ones that I have, Lex has never time traveled. He's not that type of of villain. You know what I mean? He's he doesn't use that kind of uh, weaponry, right? It's so fast. He's like, yeah, I just use my shell companies and time travel to the future, just like that, just like that. And I'm like, I, that's for Lex Luthor, That's very fast for me. It's it's not like no, I agree. like I, like other characters. I believe that. Like I, it's it's just a, it's a bit of a leap for me. That's
1: yeah. I mean the 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 I think the leap is is it's doing something that a. It's giving Lex Luthor almost a Marvel-like intellect. Yeah. Because if you think about it, like the the Marvel the Marvel heroes, uh, the the smartest Marvel heroes can do time travel. Like, obviously, yeah. we know how to do time travel. Yes. And, and Lex Luthor is is next to Batman, the smartest person in the DC universe. But Batman can't solve time travel. I uh, I don't know
2: I I don't know how the rest of the run goes, but to me, I I get what you're saying. Yeah. And I'm kind of. In a place where I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop, because to me it doesn't feel like he really saw that future. Do you ah. see what I'm saying? It feels so manufactured for the exact thing purpose of making him do this, Right?
1: It uh, it, it is that future, but it is also manufactured. There, yeah, there... I'm
2: not saying like it's not real. I'm saying it's not uh, it's not natural. It's a built future designed like perfectly for lex to have found it and for it to put him on this path
1: so so i will say this it is it is because the um the multiverse the multiverse as we know it has been reconstructed over a multiverse that was not supposed to exist Mm. uh and that's why he sees that's why he sees something like this because the natural state of our multiverse was never supposed to be what it is it was supposed to be something darker Uh, And that goes into what's in the totality, which I won't, I won't spoil what's in the totality. So, so you're kind of both right in a way.
3: Yeah. And again, that's, 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 that is, if that is considered like my problem, that is the problem of the book. I love everything else about the book. I love all the characterization. Uh, I, uh, I generally like, it's not that I dislike Barry Allen. I just like Wally West more because that's who he, that's who this Barry Allen is. He feels like Wally West. He's a jokester. Um, but like the stuff with him in that car and he's like, don't you dare scratch that car, like the speed car, um, <laughs> yeah. all that's super interesting. Like the whole idea of like the, like, uh, the, the flash has to, has to be as slow as possible to win. Like, that's just such an awesome idea that like, doesn't get used very often. I don't think like yeah. the still force is such a wacky idea. It's awesome.
1: Yeah. I, I like when, when, um, Lex Luthor goes to, goes to vandals, like I've got a monster in the basement. There's no basement. I have alien weapons in the attic. There's no attic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: like uh, all the things I, that Luthor is talking about, and Vandal's like, "What do you mean?"
3: It's like, "No, I built this under you." Does this recontextualize Vandal Savage as a hero? Yes. Yes. That's so cool. That is that's the coolest thing this book does for me. I love Vandal Savage, but like, no, I have to steer humanity away from this. That is chef kiss to a million, you guys. Well, so yeah. that that's the
1: that's the thing. That's what Lex Luthor is doing. Is like, we, even even the villains are fighting for their own sense of justice, but we can't because that's that we, we have doomed ourselves by ourselves by going towards justice. We need to accept doom in our heart. Doom is fate. Yeah. Yeah. Doom is fate. And that, that's the whole like purpose of Lex Luthor's mission is that he still thinks he's a hero because he is trying to, he is trying to tell everyone like, no, we've had it all wrong. We're supposed to be
3: doom. I like that. I love, I love that idea. like, I'm still trying to be the hero. It almost it, it's not at all the same premise, but like when Steve Rogers was evil, he still wants to save the world. He's just doing it in the worst way possible. Yeah. 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 It's like Lefty was like, no, like I, I tried to save uh, the world in a conventional way. I can't do it that way. I have to do it through the gross way, but yeah. I still want to save you. Yeah. Uh,
1: I, I, I really, really like this whole run. I hope you, I hope you guys uh, keep reading it uh, go, going forward. I, I'll um, just try I'm to really, pick really
2: like some... Talk Girl. Yeah. A oh yeah. Yeah.
1: Her her wings are so cool. Oh, how yeah. they, she's like she's like I used to have wings that were feathers and now they're attached and metal. <laughs> like I don't even know
3: who I am anymore. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Superman's um why not? After all criminals are a superstitious and cowardly a lot. And they're like, "What? Shut it down!" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Superman's got that that's
2: Batman.
0: No, and then Batman goes, har har you're lucky I can't move."
2: Yeah, uh, Lex yeah.
1: Luthor breaks every bone in Batman's body. Oh God, uh,
2: he's like he's like broken. Yeah, <laughs> the art on the way that they recreate Lex's face and Joker's face through Martian Manhunter and yes. Superman is oh. incredible. Oh, it's spooky. oh yeah. Uh, this yes. j-
3: so I initially. Uh, when I first read this years ago, I thought it was weird that Joker was on this team because he is—he is, he is a—he's uh, a wild card. Like I don't—I wouldn't imagine Lex like, working with him, but it, it makes sense now. And the Joker in this is so good, and he's drawn so spooky, like his like demeanor with the smile, like it oh, is man. scary. And he has a chainsaw in the yeah. head. He's actually
1: not—he's actually not on the, in the book anymore after this.
3: Oh, that stinks! I was actually oh. looking forward to
1: more of that because because Tom King. No, not Tom King. Someone was using Joker, and so they had to like remove him from the book. I think
3: if it was 2017, then it would have been. It would, probably would have been Tom King. Yeah, yeah. I think. Well, then yeah, that would be did, like the the wedding stuff, and before that.
1: Yeah. So then that uh, would be the case. War of Jokes and Riddles. When
3: when Batman gets back to Lex
2: inside Superman's body, and he's like, "Batman, but you were eaten by his cells. I saw you," and he says, "Kryptonite ring, Luther mutated or not, it's small. It's still it's still Superman's DNA. You brought Kryptonite inside Superman." <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: there's a lot oh, of, this this, this like, might be you did this no hold this up, might hold be on. my favorite hold, batman wait, hold up hold up
0: i there's another there's a great quip at the, be- at the beginning of the book so it's like when they're talking about the hall of justice and uh oh yeah the items in the trophy room are all depowered still a committee called him batman to ask why he believed this player was secure and don't say because i'm batman quid one senator batman responded that if they doubted him they should give it the best shot, at which point it's possible if you slow down the footage to see Batman's face form with some to, to what some theorize to be his version of a smile.
3: I actually I, I read an interview with Scott Snyder about when he took over Justice League yeah, last night because I just want to refresh on his feelings and like what he wanted to bring to the table. And a lot of people mentioned that Batman's really funny in this book where he's not as funny in his in his regular book. And he's like, yeah, I really wanted to try to do something different with Batman. And if you actually read my Batman book there, he is pretty funny, but everyone surrounding him is so dire uh, that when you get bred into this Justice League where there's so many different uh, emotions going on, he's allowed to be a little more silly, a little more human. Well, this was, this was, this
1: is, I feel like, the Justice League run we should have gotten uh, when the, when Rebirth started. Because if you read his Batman run, at the end of his Batman run, Batman is renewed. He's refreshed. He becomes, he's, he's, his scars are gone. He's a new man. He's a younger the best man. Of himself, yeah. He's the best version of himself. And he is more lighthearted than he was before he had, quote unquote, died. Um right. And then, and then when Tom King comes on the book, like, it's fine. But we had a whole Justice League run that didn't utilize that Yeah. with Brian Hitch. And then this finally was like, no, no, no. At the end of my run, he was this. And so I'm going to keep using that Batman. Uh, I really like that. It, it almost kind of like... I hate to say it. It almost kind of, kind of erases Brian Hitch's run from canon. Because you could just read Batman to Justice League it's, and it's fine. Yeah.
3: It's unfortunate that like it's kind of a filler run. Like it happens, like it's not that it's bad, but it's just like, it doesn't do anything out of the ordinary. It's like, it's, 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 it's there to be there. Yeah. And that's there because we need a justice league book. Yes. It's not always a bad thing, but you'd think when you're relaunching your entire universe, your main book should be the main book. And it it took until Scott Snyder left. The the only thing, the
2: only thing that you needed is that like for this story to work, where they're at for the justice league totality story. Uh, Superman has to be a trusted member of the team. And where Rebirth was, Superman couldn't have been that, which is the one thing Hitch was trying to work through. Mm. Is it was Superman's first time being part of the Justice League. The the, the old Superman that's now the new Superman. Oh, right, right, right. Because, right, right, but, right. because the new 52 Superman had died. And they had to work through that hurdle. So this couldn't have gone there in the same way. That makes sense. Because okay. they had to work past that that kind of growing pains. Gotcha.
1: Yeah, that's true. I that. Um, I love the I love the Legion of Doom intro loop, the art by uh Doug Mankey. Yeah. That is a gorgeous looking book. Yes, yeah. it is.
3: This entire, so uh, this has three artists in this book. It has Jim Chung who does the first issue and the last issue. And then it has Jorge Jimenez, who does like the main book. And then it has the one mini uh, book with Doug Mankey. And all the art is incredible. I normally have a problem with this in books because I like consistent art between books. But the stories are different enough between the first and the last and the middle and the mini issue where it doesn't bother me at all. And it all looks great.
1: Yes. So I want to, you just brought up a great a great point. I watched the Kubert School Live with Dan Didio, which is, his, which is an interview that Dan Didio did recently. He's very candid in it, where he talks about the problems of the New 52 and Rebirth. And honestly, I agree with him. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think 5G was the way to go, but I even think he thinks that now. But, uh, he, doesn't he doesn't have
2: now. <laughs> oh, I don't yeah.
1: <laughs> so think it anymore. So I think that's well worth a listen. But one of the things they said was that Marvel has it right. You want to get people who are... You want to get people... Wait, sorry. Marvel Has a Right was a different topic. But one of the things that he was talking about was like, you want to get people invested in a book, you got to get writers who are invested in the book. You have to get writers who the audience will read week to week and say, I am just as invested as this reader is. Look at Donny Case Venom, Al Ewing's Immortal Hulk, Donny, uh, 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 Scott Snyder's Justice League. You you care about these books because the you know that the writers are there for the long haul that they are telling a story they are passionate about and so you keep coming back month after month because you see that passion and that's one of the things I think that a good run will do and I think that's what that's what helps the the art issue because the art uh, while it does fluctuate between between artists each artist is is as passionate as, scott snyder is because scott snyder is clearly passionate about the story he is telling
3: uh jim chung who did issue one and issue seven uh and i think he does more after this as well right does yeah. he do more okay so yeah. jim chung was a marvel artist for he was exclusive for years and this was the first thing he did at, at dc uh and i read i was reading young avengers yesterday which came out in 2005 and jim chung wrote, was drawing that in 2005 and his art has only gotten better and more beautiful and like that dude has always been a superstar so I'm so glad that he's doing because I've never seen him draw Superman and Batman before and now like that dude's killer all the stuff's cool I
1: love it I love the designs for everything when you see what's in the totality his designs for that for that is gorgeous oh yeah gorgeous I can't wait for you guys to read the rest of it anyway heck
3: yeah Um, I think that's anybody else got anything more to add? Nope. No, I'm. I. It's it's a shame. It took literally over ten years before we got another great Justice League run. That that I like. That I like awesome. where
1: Jeff Johns is. I like the end of Jeff Johns's run. I'm talking about as a whole, though.
3: Oh yeah. Like yeah, I think fair. his first couple arcs are pretty mediocre. I think yeah. they're the baseline of like, wow, this is definitely a Justice League comic book.
1: Yeah, I agree with Dark
3: that. stuff is like dope. That Yeah, that's where it gets.
1: Yeah. So was at the end? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. why I stopped buying the book too. Was right oh. before. Yeah, I know. I know. All right, uh, so the next week is Ryan's Book Club. We keep chugging along. Ryan, what's your book club? Oh, my cat's back. Hey guys.
3: My book is a is a uh, 2010 Marvel Cosmic Event called Chaos War. It is about, let me tell you, the plot concerns a group of mythological gods and others assembled by Hercules to battle the Chaos King, the embodiment of chaos who wants to wipe out all of existence. This is a story about all of the gods of the universe uniting to stop the end of oblivion, and Hercules is a star of it. Uh, this book rules. It's only five issues, but it's a it was a huge event. Something fell, unfortunately. Sorry. Uh, it was a huge event at the time. Um, it's huge cosmic stuff that, like, this is my favorite era of Marvel, uh, and you guys can get to experience some of it.
1: Awesome. All, All right. right. All right, So next week uh, is our last review. No Time to Die, the new James Bond movie.
3: Wait, that comes out next week? Yep. That's our
1: last review? Oh, yeah.
3: So that we had scheduled. That we had scheduled
2: what what? What isn't Black Widow coming out soon? Oh, no, that's a little ways away,
1: huh?
3: Okay, yeah,
1: that's me. Um, yeah, no time to die. So, you know, stay tuned for that. Man, um, one, all right, guys. If you want more of the fake nerd podcast, if you guys are watching this live, you guys are watching this on the YouTube rewind. Uh, we have a YouTube page, as you well know. We still um, made it to two and a half hours, we still did it somehow um you can definitely you can check out our other shows or other shows on youtube we have fake nerds watch which has just ended star trek picard the final star trek picard episode for season one has gone up now um that is there that is the entire season of star trek picard recapped by myself and michael Carls of the diamond right nerdy podcast that was a lot of fun to do um so hopefully season two comes soon so we can do it again uh we've been talking about doing maybe more star trek stuff together so we'll see what happens there so stay tuned basement arcade uh, two episodes of Basement Arcade Mortal Kombat 9, guys. We got Mortal Kombat 9 coming out.
3: That is currently uh, the only thing on the docket, because that's the only thing we got recorded. Yep. And because uh, uh, I, go our...
1: I can't go over to uh, Ryan to record more Sonic Media. Yeah. We got our first negative review on one of that on one of those.
3: I don't I'm not bothered by it though.
1: <laughs> no, neither am I. It's funny though. Okay. I found it su- any, I found it very funny. Any view is a view. Exactly. Um, yeah but you can find a, you can find that on this channel make sure to like and subscribe on YouTube click the bell icon for more stuff we got a lot of stuff going up um, we are a Funko affiliate you guys uh, if you guys want to use the promo code shop10 for 10% off your purchase from the Funko website uh, you can click the link in the description down there we are also on Patreon thank you Joey Zahn for being yeah, our one like- and only patron for yeah. now um, we got some stuff up there uh, TeePublic we got some cool shirts on TeePublic both links are in the description below Ah, uh, thank you to everyone who listens. We greatly appreciate it. Thank you to, to the two who watch. Justin, you've been with us the entire the entire episode, dude. Oh wow! <laughs> thanks, I buddy. Fell
3: because <laughs> he said he was going to watch us before he went to bed.
1: <laughs> uh, thanks, buddy. No, that was just a Rican.
3: Oh, sorry, just three. oh, then three people. Welcome
1: yeah, out. so we we had a couple people on this live stream. Justin been with us the entire two hours of forty minutes. Um, so 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 thank you so much there. Um, but thank you to everyone who listens. Thank you to Jeremy Vellucci, uh, friend and collaborator Jeremy Vellucci. Find him on Instagram at at Jeremy Vellucci Keyboards. He does well, our uh, Promising themes.
2: Young Woman is April
3: 16th, so we're reviewing that. <laughs> what, what, promising young what okay, what? I did not hear that. What, Promising Young Woman, April 16th. Oh, um,
1: Jeremy, Jeremy does our theme song and our uh, and our interim musics. If you listen to this on the on the on the audio show um you can find his sh- his show suburban proctologist on itunes or facebook.com slash suburban proctologist official uh instagram at subproc podcast hi justin he says oh hi oh hi
4: <laughs> <laughs> um
1: uh, mike patola thank you so much buddy uh for our, our logos um and all your collaborations our mike's possible trivia challenges um uh we we, we miss you hope you're doing well at mike patola uh you can find them on Instagram and Twitter. We are on fake we are a fake nerd podcast all on in Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh fake nerdguys at gmail.com. If you'd like to get in touch with us personally, I'm at BC McClure on Instagram and Twitter. Ben. You can find me on the internet at BenMagnet27
0: on both Instagram and Twitter. You can also find me reviewing Rachel Litfin's or not reviewing, but going uh, five chapters each with our friends from Downright Nerdy, Michael Carls. And the author herself, Rachel Liffin, talking about her second book, Dragon's Wrath, that's over on the dot right Nerdy YouTube, so go ahead and check that out if you're also into the book. And also, I write for OldSchoolGamerMagazine.com. Newest articles should be going up either tonight or early tomorrow morning. Sparks?
2: Uh, you can find me just diddling around the house at SparksWitty <laughs> on Instagram and Twitter, S-P-A-R-K-Z-Witty.
1: Right, Ryan, Ryan, I can point. I can do it. You
3: can find Rock. me diddling sparks around the house at DJ Tony <laughs> oh, <God>. Snark. <laughs> uh, I'm also... Check it out on Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> After dark. Uh, Prawn sh- Hub. <laughs> Prawn Hub. I've been streaming a lot on my DJ Tony Snark 616 uh, uh, Twitch channel because again, I don't got a job right now so I'm just playing a lot of video games. It's a lot of fun. More Animal Crossing. I'm probably going to start Doom this week. Maybe Dragon Ball Z. Kakarot! Oh,
1: by the way, happy First Contact Day, guys this is uh in 2063 this is the year that we make that is the year that we make first contact with Vulcans on this day in
3: 2063 4-5-2020 yep awesome well it's 4-20 all month baby 4, 4, 4 5 20, 20 4, 5 3 <laughs> I love it thank you Zephyr
1: and <laughs> that, that is the that is the date that the the movie first contact takes place great movie check that out subscribe to us on iTunes Stitcher Google Play TuneIn Spotify iHeartRadio rate and review wherever you get us we greatly appreciate it. Until next week, guys, stay fake nerds.